When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing first, speaking out of Akron, Ohio, representing Team Popping the Boys, the headline god, Jeremy Lambert, and his co-host, speaking out of Atlanta, Georgia, representing more than one royal family, the king of indie viewing, Stephen Jensen, and this is the spotlight on fightful hello welcome everyone to the spotlight here on fightful.com thank you to big dick mlj for the intro see we don't have to introduce ourselves now jensen mlj just just does it i don't have to be like hey i'm jeremy this is jensen everybody knows just based off that absolutely best in the business right there mlj much much love for recording that for us Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Another uh, another day. I've been working overtime the last two weeks. Pretty pretty drained, but I'm looking forward to doing the show this morning with you, and then working a full day at the shoot job, and then I will uh, watch some football tonight and hang out, and mm. then just one more day till the weekend. So, watching football sounds awful. That sounds absolutely awful. The Panthers play tonight. Why would you do that to yourself? Um. Oh, actually, I can. Well, we're not sponsored or anything, but I. That's a monetary interest in the game. Oh, but I, okay. But, but, but I have a legal, legal monetary interest. Yeah. And I found some platforms that are completely legal, which is awesome. Um, but uh, I don't want to shout them out because I know there's like, you know, there's like oh, sponsorship deals with like Fightful and stuff, right? Yeah. I, I've already said I'm, I'm taking all the free money. When Ohio betting becomes legal uh, in January, all these offers of, you know, get, sign up, get $500 free to bet. I was like, yes, I will do that. I will take this money and bet it all within a week and gamble it all away. That sounds fantastic <clears throat> to me. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like see, in Georgia, it still isn't legal here either, but there uh-huh. are some websites that are like that are, that isn't technically gambling that are like similar to like DraftKings and that kind of stuff that like, you know, it's, it's like educate. It's, it's almost like fantasy sports in a lot of ways, but it's completely legal. So, but I don't want to like, say any specific names of any companies because you know we'll start our own yeah. gambling website jensen just everybody just give us your money how about that just give I'm us not, money people do not take any gambling advice from me at all i'm just saying that right off the top i don't want that burden on me at all if you wind up losing anything because of any advice i give you i i don't want that but i do uh i do think it may, i mean just personally i think it makes it more fun to watch like football games that might not really like personally invested in or like fights that I don't really care about as much and stuff. Like it makes, it just makes a lot more fun in my bet opinion. against 
bet against the Carolina Panthers. That's my advice to everybody. <laughs> bet against them tonight and pretty much of, of all time. Just bet against them. There you go. That's my advice. I'm not watching this game tonight. The Avalanche are playing. I'm watching mm. an, an actual sports team that's competent play play their sport, not the Panthers who are not competent at all. Not competent at all. All right, let's jump into things. Lots to talk about. As always here, guys, leave a super chat, question, comment, statement, right on air. Leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't done that already. Head over to FIFO.com. Check out some news stories. Head over to FIFOselect.com. Subscribe. Head over to FIFO Booked. FIFO Overbooked. I should probably get that right. FIFO Booked. Yeah, FIFO Booked. FIFOOverbooked.com for a bunch of new content and stuff. Later on. In this episode, around 11 o'clock, Phil Lindsay will be in the creator spotlight. We recorded our conversation with Phil earlier this week, uh, talking about Grapsity, talking about his, his feature writing and Bleacher Report and, and Complex, talking about people being mad at Phil on Twitter for some reason. I don't understand mm-hmm. it because Phil, Phil's nice to me. That's all I really care about. Uh, and I bury Chris Mueller from, from Bleacher Report and who's right. also been on the show before because I think he's a horrible, horrible person who is way too nice, and I, I don't get it. I don't understand all this nicety. So that is coming up later on in the episode. Phil Lindsay in the creator spotlight. We love Phil. He was great. Everyone can wait on that. Check that out. Before that, though, Steven Jensen, let's jump into things. And you know what? Let's start with... Do you want to be a professional wrestler? Or do you want to be a WWE superstar? WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better to me than being a professional wrestler. Logan Paul is a mm-hmm. WWE superstar, Steven Jensen. He did not win the championship at Crown Jewel like he should have, like we both thought he should have. He should have beat Austin Theory, who just ended up looking like a dork the next night anyway, or two nights later. Uh, anyway, when he failed to cash in on an open challenge with a hurt Seth Rollins, Logan Paul did look great in this match, though. He suffered a torn meniscus, torn MCL, potentially torn ACL, Seems like he's already back training. Maybe it's not as bad as he initially thought it was. You know, those early returns, you, you never know. Uh, we got a second opinion and or second exam, and maybe it, he turned out okay. But Logan Paul did not win, but he did have a great match against Roman Reigns. And I think it's fair to say Logan Paul is the wrestler of the year, maybe even the greatest wrestler of all time, right up there with Brian Danielson, the actual greatest wrestler of all time. Man, I, you know, I had high hopes for these guys, uh, Logan and Jake, in their uh, in their various ventures uh, outside of, you know, YouTube and social media and stuff. Um, I was saying it pretty much from day one with uh, with Logan. I'm just, you know, y'all can go back and listen to all of it. I got so much hate when I was talking about, like, Logan Paul will be good for the WWE. Uh, it's going to work. He's going to do great. Because I'd also see, I'd seen him succeed in, you know, like to whatever to, to whatever degree you want to consider success in boxing like he for a youtuber he's done fantastic in the world of boxing his brother is like the benchmark jake's like the the benchmark absolute benchmark and like you know youtuber influencer boxer boxing and logan like if jake didn't exist people would be like wow that would be logan probably like as far as like people's perception because like logan is very but my point is he's young he's very athletic he can clearly it isn't like we're just watching this guy do frog splashes, frog splashes off the top rope. Like he's doing some of the best frog splashes I've ever seen. Like, like you know what I mean? Like this is like actually legitimately impressive stuff he's doing. Um, he got hurt. It's gonna happen, especially. I mean, because he's going all out. It isn't like he's going out there having like a match and like hardly doing anything. Like you know, his body isn't really used to that. Um, honestly, if they could just like 
even just get him a hand, you know, even a few times a year, like three matches a year or something like that, you know, that, that thing would be huge for him and for the company. And I think Roman deserves a lot of credit too, because that was an incredible match. Like that was a legitimate, like pay-per-view main event level title match that we saw. And, um, and not everyone can do that. It isn't something where like, you know, people see that and they're like, look, Logan can do it. So anyone can like, no, Logan's Logan's like a, he's a, spe he's a special type of, of entertainer. And another thing that I just want to bring up really quick that I think is really, really important is the pressure aspect of this. And that's why I think that Logan and Jake are, are able to be so successful because they don't fold under this pressure because they're, they're used to having millions of eyes on them on social media and in boxing and in all and in their podcasting and all the stuff that they do. So like they're used to the, the pressure. So like not everyone can just like show up in Saudi Arabia, get paid all this money be in the main event of a title match and they're like what second match ever or whatever and like second singles match yeah second singles match ever you know what i mean and it's like and he not only did he not fold under the pressure he exceeded i think everyone's expectations and i think he's i think it's pretty easy to say like i think pat mcafee is like really 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 damn good at like at professional wrestling and to me he was kind of like within the wwe system he was like the the standard as far as i was concerned for like celebrity wrestlers but I think I think Logan's like way better than he is. I mean, that, that, like Logan is the best celebrity wrestler I've, I've ever seen. So that frog splash. I mean, he did it at SummerSlam, and it looked it looked very crisp. It looked amazing at SummerSlam to do it with a phone in your yeah. hand and to hit the slow mo as he was doing it. <laughs> that when people are going to be like, "Oh, it's not that." I dare, I dare some of these other wrestlers to just try that. Like the frog splash is tough enough to do it with the phone in the hand to hit the slow mo. This takes just a lot of coordination and everything to do. I don't want to hear these people who can't get out of their car without dropping their phone talking about that it's not that impressive to do a frog splash from the top rope to the announce table with the phone in his hand. You you can't walk two feet without dropping your phone, right? This is what I see. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, no, this is a huge, huge deal. Like that, that was super impressive to me. The buckshot well, lariat looked very crisp as well, well. Also on the jump beforehand, it was so smart because he's taught he's yelling, like, hey Roman, you've been trying to go viral. I'm gonna make you go viral. Like he's like talking to the camera. You can hear everything yeah. he's saying before that jump. That's a that's an incredible clip. Look, man, the rock got a camera and granted he had a very large camera he got his camera and he he was so caught off guard he got a stunner every time he tried to pick up the damn camera logan is doing offensive moves when he's doing it you can see the rock doing rock bottoms with the camera in his hand he was getting he was getting beat up when he had the camera in his hand now he's a brutal yeah, their cameras were like this though they're yeah, like they holding were, they're like boom boxes the gigantic cameras yeah did you imagine the rock nowadays if he could have like the, the camera phone and stuff the shit he'd be talking as he oh, yeah. held that thing up he'd hit people with the camera he probably could do a rock bottom with the camera in his hand rock just needs to come back just for that spot i love, I love, that. I love uh, that uh titties, which is a great name and i hate that he's naturally good at this a lot of people seem to hate that he's naturally good at this and i get it if you don't like logan paul as a person because of past stuff i understand i was not the biggest logan paul mm -hmm. fan uh because of that stuff i will say having listened to a ton of interviews from him, having listened to his podcast, it seems like there's a lot of remorse and a lot of change in him. And people deserve that chance of, hey, give him a chance to change. I, if you don't 
want to give him that chance or if you still feel how you feel, that's that's completely fine with me. I'm not going to hold that against you at all. But yeah, I don't think that I, I don't think you can say that he's like bad at this or that he he is not excelled in in the world of wrestling. He's had three matches. They've all been really good. And it's not like he's been carried on any of these matches. He's been in the ring with good people. Rey Mysterio, great. All-time legend. I, I mean, he had to, he was better Dominic Mysterio already, match one. Yeah. Um, the Miz, very good at the WWE style. Very easy to work with. Rarely do you have just like, oh, that Miz match sucked. It's usually like, that was a, a fine Miz match. And then Roman, another all-time guy. And... You know, had a great match there. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs says the tax stuff in Puerto Rico is nasty. So that's true as well. I mean, get, if you don't like him, I get it. He's going to continue to say stupid shit, I'm, I'm sure. I don't, I'm not a fan of a lot of his opinions and everything. Uh, but there does I seem to like- be, in some instances, some remorse and some, it is happening right now. That is that is true. The, the, the forest stuff, there seems to be remorse and change from that uh the tax stuff i i'm not gonna act like i've dove deep into his comments or know exactly everything about that so i'm not gonna go too too far into my thoughts on that because i'm very uneducated in that and i'm not gonna pretend otherwise so but if if you you are more educated and you do understand that better and it is bad then hey it's bad and then all right fine fuck logan paul so I don't know as much about it. I know he, he lives in Puerto Rico, right? Like, I think he moved there to, like, avoid, like, the taxes of having to live in, like, Cali, like, well, like a lot of people did. But I don't know what the, the tax situation in Puerto Rico. I, I really don't know anything about that. I've, I've, like, seen some stuff about it, but I haven't looked into it, to be honest. But um, some of the other stuff, like, it wasn't, the, the stuff when he was younger, it's like it's not like it was good. It was actually really bad, that the other stuff that you're talking about. Um but we also have to keep in mind, and I'm going to just to really quickly, I wanted to touch on this on today's show. Like, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, I, dude, think about what you were like when you were like 19 or whatever. And then imagine like you have millions of dollars, a camera in your face at all times. And you're constantly like your entire life is based around getting views on social media. And you're just like thinking of like the craziest thing you could do, the next craziest thing. There was this whole wave of fake YouTube pranksters that like, it, it's like, so it's like one of these things where like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like saying it's okay, that other stuff, but I like seeing that there has been change. Like you said, where like, it's like, he is getting older. He's in his twenties now. A lot of time has passed and, you know, so, but at the same time, the reason I really wanted to bring that up, honestly, and you, you can still have whatever opinion you want on Logan Paul. It's, it's okay to have differing opinions, but um, I wanted to say rest in peace to Aaron Carter real quick. Like I, I, that was yeah. terrible. You know, and that just reminds me of something like that, where it's like you, you were the one who like kind of broke the news to me because I saw your tweet before I saw anything. Like I just saw you tweet like R.I.P. Aaron Carter. I was like, wait a second. What? And then I saw the actual news story. So, yeah, you you were the first person who I saw like tweet about that. And I was like, oh, shit, that's yeah, it is, man. And it's like, you know, I kind of tongue in cheek with we all kind of like made fun of him a little bit here and there because some of the stuff he was doing was real wacky and goofy in recent years um box lamar odom but but that's the thing i have respect for that man like i mean the the, with that size difference it was insane that he even took that fight and not only that in all honesty he did pretty well like they were wearing headgear and big gloves if they weren't wearing headgear at one point in that fight at the beginning 
Aaron landed a solid maybe like 10 unanswered shots to Lamar's face. And like if Lamar wasn't wearing headgear, that fight actually legitimately like, might have looked different. I'm, you know, as crazy as that sounds, like, um, and even Aaron himself said after the fight, he was like, I took that fight for the money. Like, there was no way I was going to win that. Look, look at him. You know what I mean? Like, how could fight that guy for real? Um, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's just, it's just sad because, you know, I, I've, I've followed his career for a very long time. I'm, I'm, we're his age, you know, he's 34 yeah. when he died, you know, and it's like, I, uh, I, you know, but this, the reason I bring it up is because similar to Logan in some ways, like, in a lot of these young child stars and stuff, Aaron was famous from the time he was like nine years old or whatever, like super famous. Like people don't understand that R and R age, like how big, like Aaron's party and how I beat Shaq and him on the Disney channel with Hillary Duff and all that. Like that, he was huge. And then his brother was even bigger with the Backstreet Boys. So he's like, and his family is like one of those like star families where like, they probably only love you if you're doing well in the entertainment business. Like that, that whole family seemed like a complete mess. So he's like competing with his own brother for his family's love. And, you know, it's just sad because he was in this situation his whole life where the most important thing to him was just was fame, like being famous and being somebody and feeling important. And it's just sad, like by the end of his life, it just seemed like, you know, I watched an interview with him on, on No Jumper that was from like a week ago. And it was like right before he passed away. And I watched it before he passed away because I, I actually was following this guy's kind of career and, and rooting for him to get better. I'd watched him on the Steve-O podcast recently. I watched him on, on No Jumper and Impulsive a couple years back. Like, so I was rooting for the guy to turn it around. And uh, and there's no like official uh, cause yet of his death, but he did die in his bathtub. And I had a friend at, at the same age a couple years ago die in the bathtub of a heart attack, you know, like for 34 years old. Heart so it's just like, you know, it's sad. I just wanted to say rest in peace to Aaron Carter. You know, a lot of people made fun of the guy and like, I get it. Some of the stuff was goofy, but at the end of the day, like I kind of worked myself into a shoot when it came to him, honestly, I started off kind of roasted him because of like some of these wacky interviews and the boxing and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? There's a lot more to this guy. That's like really misunderstood. And it's really hard to, to know where he's coming from. When imagine the things that that kid saw in his like, pre-teen years to teenage years when there was no social media all the stuff we've heard about hollywood you know what i mean it's just like yeah. i can't imagine the life that that kid lived and i and it's just i uh i i, I you know, rest in peace to aaron carter I, I i legitimately feel bad that, that this has happened it, it is awful and yeah aaron carter was around i mean was our age and i mean i grew up kind of listening to some of that stuff especially the disney channel stuff and it, it's a sad situation especially these child stars man it's tough it's very tough yeah. um t- t- transitioning from yes. that somehow uh sorry I had, I had to bring it up on the show today because i talk about aaron carter a lot i was one of the few people that was like still talk i was talking about him like last week about like if cm punk were to fight anybody competitively i was like aaron carter is actually a legitimately fight, good fight for him you know what i mean like yeah and i wasn't saying that as a joke so like i Anyway, so I, I, I felt like I needed to say something about Aaron today because I, I, I've talked about him a lot in recent years. So, um, Logan Paul seems like he's injured, might be out for a little while. I don't know how involved Jake is going to be. He was there at, at Crown Jewel. Seems like they might set up the Pauls against the Usos, which yeah. easy match to do. Mm-hmm. Jake still has his boxing career. I don't know who's gonna who he's gonna fight next though, but. Let's say let's say Logan can return for WrestleMania. Let, let's be optimist and say he can return for WrestleMania. 
where are you going with, with Logan? Like, singles match, teaming with Jake Paul. What are you doing with Logan Paul for WrestleMania? Um, so, well, if he's healthy and he, it, it, like, if he can, if he can go, I would, I would do Logan and Jake versus Usos. That is the one. That is the match I think that makes the most sense. Leading into that, or even at, well, I think at some point we're going to get Jake versus Solo Sokoa one on one. Because I think they teased oh. that a little bit they, where they couldn't get at each other in the entrance ramp. You know what right. I mean? So I could see them doing maybe solo versus Jake, like before WrestleMania at some time. And then um we get Jake and Logan versus the Usos for the belts at Mania would be my would be my like kind of perfect scenario. Although I will say this, I saw him kind of nod, make a nod at it on on Twitter, but like two matches I do want to see Logan have. I want to see Logan versus uh John Cena on it like legitimately because i think it would break the internet and um and i want to see uh logan versus cody because i just think it'd be interesting to see these two just chads going at it you know what i mean <laughs> these two just american chads just just you know you know i, I just think that'd be uh interesting to see the the build up in that match i don't know if if you bring it back cena to do logan paul that's uh that's something else it's crazy though but think about like who who better though like who who do they have on the wwe roster that you think would be like i mean i'd rather see that over theory they've been teasing this theory match for so long logan paul's a better wrestler than theory so much rather see it over theory i do think cena would roast him on the mic and logan even though like he's got a little like he's got a natural presence about him he's definitely not like wwe mike ready like roman and Heyman. Heyman had some weird lines and stuff on there roman was getting at him very easily uh cena would just completely kill this man on the microphone it would not be good uh, but the match would be much better and look that's a that's a big attention match as well if that's what you're going for and obviously with logan paul that's kind of what you're going for jake paul against solo would be something else i don't know if you want to go like work shoot hey let's do we haven't had a good like exhibition boxing match in wrestling in a while when was the last last exhibition boxing match in wrestling that I they mean, brought out i mean tight or not tyson uh tyson was on commentary on rampage the other week um yeah. piper piper and mr t is of course like the the famous one mark marrow did one i feel like Miz did, did an exhibition boxing yeah. match at some point that's yeah he did on, on tough enough they did the exhibition boxing on tough enough three that the miz was on and of course there was brawl for all but that was like a whole that other was, that thing. was a terrible shoot fight but they should bring yeah. back brawl for all honestly because that rolled um i think that jake versus solo would be, like so i think jake will be successful whatever he wants to be because i mean how could i doubt the guy after seeing what he's done in boxing but like i I, I see Jake as more of like the brawler, the like Tyson type, like one punch knockout guy with Jake, with Logan. You know, I could see Logan. So I, I could see like Solo Sokoa versus Jake Paul being like maybe not a great like technical wrestling match, but I could see them kind of like shoving each other around and like Jake, like, you know, knocking him out or something like that. Um, and in a tag team, I think Jake and Logan could, could complement each other well also because Logan could do all the wild stuff that we've seen him do already, the moonsaults and the frog splashes and all that type of stuff. And then Jake just comes in and starts knocking people's heads off. Like, that. Uh, I think it could work. If Logan is healthy and can do WrestleMania, I do think the pause against the Usos is a, is a nice little thing. And look, if they can somehow get Logan on TV for around the Rumble stuff I, I don't know if he if he's gonna be able to do anything if they can get jake in the rumble like that would be that would be a good get for them 
Uh, I imagine they're going to try to keep these guys present in, in some manner. You can't just have them headline crown jewel and then just be like, all right, never going to be heard from again. Although I kind of suspect even if Logan wasn't injured, they would have headlined crown jewel and then been off television until the rumble stuff anyway. Cause now you got to get into survivor series. They're not going to be part of that rumble season rolls around, find a way to, to get them there. They, they like utilizing these guys and I understand why, because they bring, they bring a lot of eyeballs from, from a different audience. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. Last thing I'll say on it real quick, shout out to George Janko and Mike Malik. Um, those are like Logan's oh, boys yeah. that are like, we're in yeah. the crowd. Um, they went in there. They took some good super kicks in there and stuff, man. They really went out there and, and, and I don't think they were even selling. Like, I think they were legitimately just getting thrown around, but they were like, they posted some videos afterwards that I thought were pretty funny. So, uh, so yeah, I, uh, those impulsive guys are actually pretty entertaining. Here you go. Here's the match. Jake Paul against Bobby fish, bring in Bobby fish. He's doing an exhibition mm-hmm. fight. Uh, I don't even think it's an exhibition fight. I think it's a, legit no, he's doing fight. a pro boxing fight like yeah. this weekend. Yeah. So get yeah. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish wins. Do Jake Paul and Bobby Fish under the WWE banner. Do that boxing match. Ooh, I was Partner with the zone or whatever Fish is fighting on. He's fighting on the Mayweather. Yeah, the Mayweather versus yeah. Deji this weekend. Right. So yeah. so bring in Fish and, and do that fight. And uh, put it in the fucking fight pit. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the match to do. Raw underground. Bob Fish getting getting the shine he deserves because his friends would not come with him to, to WWE. They just stayed in AEW like a couple of cowards. So bring in fish, get him his big payday against Jake Paul. That's the, that's the match I want to see right there. I love that. I'm looking forward to, to Bobby fish fighting this weekend. I, I will watch that live. I'm going to watch it. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm probably going to have to like write an article or something. On <laughs> Hell yeah. Stupid, stupid fight. Whatever. It's it's all sports entertainment. It's all sports entertainment. Good on Bob think, Fish. It's payday. Hope he I think I think if he wins, he's gonna grab the mic and call out Phil. I think. Oh, he should. Yeah, he's gonna probably get booed, but yeah, he should. Does Abu? It's in like Dubai or something, right? Dubai. Yeah, I don't even know because I, I think it's on like the afternoon on like Sunday or something. It's on like during football. I think. Um, no. I don't know the the. the, the there's such a cash grab. That's a whole. We can do a whole other podcast on just like the idea of Mayweather boxing Deji and stuff. Like, like Deji's okay. Like he's he like on, on the scale of like influencer boxers, he's definitely towards the top. But like, in my opinion, he's like levels below Logan, who's like you know levels below Jake. Um, it, it's it's Sunday at one o'clock. So is when that's yeah. not when May, that's when the pay per view starts. So Bob Fish, I assuming it's like the co main event. I don't know if it's the co main event or or what. Um, Bob Fish will fight around, let's say, two thirty, two thirty ish, maybe Something two like o'clock, that. because it says it says the main event starts approximately two hours later. So the main okay. event, so like right, in, right in the heart of your favorite NFL game, you can turn turn tune over to the tune over to. There you go, Bobby Sammy Fish. Guevara. They call him the Spanish God. Oh, I Dude, saw he, that. he is doing backstage work. On that show, hopefully, yeah. uh, his wife Ty Mello is there. The greatest couple in wrestling history. If you yep. hate them, you hate love. I will not stand for it. <laughs> so, it's gonna be a great show. We got Big Dick Bob Fish on this show. We got they call him the Spanish God. Great. I'm looking forward to this. This is what I'm doing on Sunday. Cancel Go. all my plans watching this fight. Uh, the other WWE spotlight, Hansen, is speaking of the Usos. The Usos a new day. 
They're going to battle it out one more time tomorrow night on WWE SmackDown. If the Usos win, they will basically break the, the New Day's record for the longest uh, reign as WWE Tag Team Champions. They've had the, the Raw titles since the first pay-per-view back from the pandemic era. They won those things at Money in the Bank last year. Um, New Day, of course, held the, held the record previously. And they did a promo segment on Monday. Bring it first. This crowd was ass. Just wasn't reacting to anything. Crowd was just awful because they were dropping some some good lines in here just bringing up their history and everything crowd just wasn't buying anything they were bad all night it was sad um but i thought the promo segment was great until matt riddle came out and did his i don't mind matt riddle's act this was not the place for it in, in this segment i'm looking forward to this match there's very rarely a bad new day and usos match i think there's going to be a great great sense of urgency w- with this one as the new day try to prevent uh Usos from breaking their record. I think there's a variety of ways they can go with this because they're talking about Jay's wrist injury and everything, even though he worked on Monday and I guess he's fine, but maybe they can work in that it got injured more on Monday and they can go with something like, so here's, here's a couple of my pitches. Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. One Jay's got the wrist injury. They lose the match because of that. They don't break the record and Roman is very mad that Jay decided to work this match. Like Solo or Sammy can be like, you know what? We'll, we'll work it. We'll delay it, whatever. But Jay, he gets mad at Jay for just being stubborn. He's like, what What are you doing this for? Like, we could have just delayed it. It would have been fine. You could have had somebody replace him. It would have been All fine. Right. Second option. Okay, is, hold on. So, okay. I, wait, hold on. So I think I know what the, what the option we're going to agree with on here. Okay. Like, uh, I haven't even heard you pitch anything yet. But, like, I think I know where you're going with this. Because I think we're probably about on the same way, Lee. Probably. The story, right? So I didn't really know about this injury until you just told me about this. It was a very thrown away line at Crown okay. Jewel. Okay. Uh, yeah, Michael Cole just mentioned it at Crown Jewel. The the move, then, it is like, it's you replace him for the match with, with Sami Zayn. Yeah. And Sami Zayn gets the credit for breaking the streak, and it pisses yes. off Jay yeah. even more. Yeah, that's the story. That, you got to get, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's one of my pitches, and the other pitch would actually be Sammy losing, oh. and then Sammy gets some heat in the yeah. bloodline. So they oh. they start to put a little doubt in in Sammy's mind of yeah. like, see this guy just he can't carry it like this, and then wow. Jay can turn that against Sammy. So I wow. there's a variety of options, a variety of options that they can go with this. I do like uh, your suggestion, Money Mark, that Biggie should be in the corner. That'd be a huge problem. Yeah. For sure, out just to be in the corner. So there's a variety of ways that they can go. I think Sammy being the replacement in some capacity is the best way. And then whatever they do, win or lose, I think that's the the best story that they could do if uh, if Sammy is there. And then whichever direction they go with that, I think the most boring option is the Usos just win and they just break the record and just like nothing comes out of it. I think that's super boring. I, I think. If that's the way they go, like, I get it, fine, they break the record. I don't think that enhances this overall story, though. And that's what I'm looking for here, because you're trying to tell a story with them breaking the record. You that That's already one very good story. Enhance that. Bring that up to another level and in, just go keep telling the Bloodline story, which is also really great. Bring all that up together instead of just, uh, we're going to kind of keep telling the Bloodline story, they broke the record. Cool. I think that's boring. I hope they don't do that. I hope they have a better idea than just that. I mean, it is cool though that like 
it happens that like the, the stars align well enough that like they can break the record by beating the team who holds the record currently. I think that that, yeah. that story in itself is pretty cool, but, but yes, I, man, which way do you go then? I, that's a real, that's a, that's really the dilemma now is like, let's assume that Sammy takes Jay's spot. Cause I think that really makes the story just so much more compelling. Yeah. Like either way, it makes it more compelling, you know? Cause like if he, if he, Especially if Sammy like picks up the the win, like he pins Woods or whatever, you know, to retain the titles, and then like the New Day is just like, just or sorry, the Bloodline just like loves Sammy even more, and Jay's like getting no credit for like this title reign that he was the champion for all the way up until this one match, um, or like you said, it it had to be at some point. I feel like they're gonna turn on on on. Uh, I mean, they, they got to turn on on Sammy at some point to like pay all this off. The only way that they win it, and I don't think it's gonna happen, is like Roman just gets so over as a babyface organically that they just like don't do it. But like I I I they're going to. I mean, they're I, I think maybe even by the Royal Rumble we have Sammy and uh and Roman for the title or something. But I uh but I I want to see this like I like what I'm seeing. Like I don't want this to end anytime soon personally, but. I mean, yeah, that's fascinating. The idea, because because when you were talking, I immediately defaulted to like, oh my god, Sami Zayn's gonna get to take credit for this whole title run. He's gonna he's gonna get the win, and Jay's gonna just lose his mind over it. But I hadn't even considered like, yeah, if if Sami loses, then this the turn on Sami becomes a little more clear that that, yeah. that that's gonna be happening soon. So, uh, Kai says Biggie comes back healthy, they can do E versus Roman, New Day versus Bloodline stuff. That's not going to be until March next year at the earliest, like the earliest, earliest for, for Big E because he, he said it that like they got to wait a year and then he can go to doctors to see what everything looks like. And then that best case scenario is, okay, you can return next week. And I would imagine he's probably not going to return like a week later after he gets whatever clearance he gets. So the earliest you can do that stuff is March. I, I imagine they can stretch all of this bloodline stuff until March, like the, especially the way it's going right now, the way all these guys are hitting on a different level, but that that's, yeah, that's optimist to, for Biggie to be back in March to, to continue to do this stuff. I hope new day still in a well positioned by then. Cause they've new day hasn't been positioned. Great. They, they, they're in this spot, which is good. But before this, they were losing those matches, the Viking Raiders. It seems like they were just kind of floating around. I feel like they lost to the brawling brutes uh, as well. Like, they, they haven't been positioned too great. They won the contenders match, which was, which was great they, to get this spot, but yeah, otherwise they haven't been positioned too great. Regardless, when it comes to Usos against New Day, I think think Sammy's got to be in this match tomorrow. Some Somehow, like he's got to be in this match. I don't care if he takes the pinfall or he gets the pinfall. He's got to be in it to enhance this story. And yeah. if he's not, you're a coward, Triple H. <laughs> Absolute coward for doing boring shit. Don't do boring shit. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I we're, we're in agreement there about Sammy should be the replacement for Jay in this match. This makes everything way more compelling. But um, also just real quick shout out to the actual promo from this past week too. Like yeah. that, that was really good. I especially like the the line from Woods about pressure and like you want to talk about pressure. I had to create an entire YouTube channel just to get noticed at my own job or whatever, whatever. It was something along those lines, and it's like, damn, dude, like that's that's a good that's some fire right there like that that's that's nothing but truth that he's that he's talking about there you know what i mean woods, like, i like hearing that stuff woods is so good he's always been so good and it's a shame 
that he hasn't gotten more of a, of a role like as a singles guy. Like I know they just gave him the king of the ring and then they tried to do something with that for like a month or two. And then it just kind of disappeared off north. It's a shame. He's not gotten like some type of mid card title run or even a, a bigger title run. Cause he is so, so good. And yeah, that man hustles as well. I respect that man's hustle. And that's why it was a shame that the crowd was so bad because woods was getting some lines out there and the crowd, like he was waiting for the crowd to like, give him that pop and like it just was not coming it wasn't his fault because i thought the promo was great crowd just wasn't having anything on, on monday night so that was a shame that was a shame to see but yeah great promo i love the the usos line of like with without us like there ain't no kofi mania like we we gave you that spot like we stepped away in that gauntlet we was like yeah you you've earned this like we don't do that we easily beat you and this whole Kofi Mania shit doesn't happen. Like, I love that line as yeah. well. These guys are so, so good. Still, like, my favorite Hell in a Cell match uh, in, in modern times is, is their, the tag team Hell in a Cell match between uh, these two teams. But, yeah, Uso's New Day. It's I'm sure it's going to be great tomorrow night. Don't give me boring stuff, Paul. There you go. There you go. All right, let's move on to the AEW Spotlight. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show, and I think it's been a run of great shows. Benson Soraya is cleared. She'll be returning at AEW Full Gear against Britt Baker. She made the big announcement last night. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see the article, read read some excerpts. I, I listened to the interview she did with Renee that, that aired this morning. So she said she got cleared on Halloween. That's when she got the full clearance oh, wow. on everything. Okay. Um she she said the like the physical segment that she did with Britt, like her first week, her first promo and everything, or whatever it was. Uh, she said that like she didn't tell anybody they were gonna do that. She just kind of went out there and did it, and she knew she was gonna be safe, and just decided to ask for forgiveness instead of beg for permission, um, whatever that line is. Yeah. So she she yeah, and she said that she can kind of work like one match a month to start if that's the way she, they're they're gonna go, and then gradually build off that. Uh, she said that doctor told her to take it easy. If she needs a break, she needs a break. She, when she talked about, you know, coming back, like Tony suggested to her, like, well, you know, we do tag team matches with sting. Maybe you can do tag team matches. And she was like, nah, if I'm doing a comeback, I want to do singles matches. Uh, so that's her decision to, to kind of work these singles matches and stuff. She said, she'll make sure that she, uh, she's not going to get like kicked in the back of the head, kicked in the back of the upper neck area or the back, like, which is what happened with, with Sasha. She's going to be very protective of that stuff. She's going to be very protective of how she bumps and everything. She admitted she has to she'll change her style up a little bit and everything like that. But I really want to get your thoughts on the actual promo here because it's been divided online mm -hmm. where people are like, oh, this is great. This is emotional return for Soraya. She let it all out there. And then other people are like, what are you doing burying AEW and Brit and being like all of her accomplish accomplishments don't matter? Where are you at on this, Jensen? Yeah, I'm kind of I get I get both sides. I thought it was a good promo. The you know, the fans were pretty uh I mean, especially when when Paige or Soraya like mentioned, you know, that she is coming back. She did it in that way where she was like, I'm you know, I'm very sorry, you know, for you, Britt Baker, because you're gonna have to wrestle me. It's like I, uh, 
on one hand, in in some ways, it reminds me like a little bit of like the CM Punk backstage or you know, the, the 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 infamous uh, uh, press conference where like he just like saying a whole bunch of stuff that you're just like, I mean, his stuff was way worse and it was way realer. But like, there is a you know, to your point though, it's like she did go out there and she basically said that not only is Britt Baker not a superstar, she's not even a star, and like she did kind of bury AEW and and. So, Tony Khan handed her everything, right, yeah. which is always annoying to me that like this person handed you everything. Well, yeah, they're the booker. Like right. that, of course, they were handed this stuff. Without them, they wouldn't be in this position. That's just sort of how wrestling works. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I I don't really have an issue with any of it personally. I just think that uh. Cause I, cause I can tell this is like a wrestling storyline we're watching happen. Not like a, not like an actual shoot that like, I think they're, I think that these two are legitimately trying to build interest in their match for one with one another. And like the blow off will be the actual match. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Imagine that would be the pay the payoff for, for the trash talk. Um, but I what what I will say is I if they wanted Sarah to be like this super over baby face this probably wasn't the right thing to do because I think that some of the fans are going to turn on her now um, that are going to, because Brits, you know, she's kind of like the face of like women's wrestling for AEW in a lot of ways, you know? So like the AEW diehards, I think are going to be with Brit. And then um, it just depends on what they do with, with her, with Saray's character going forward. That's really the whole kind of the whole thing is, you know, does she beat Brit? Probably. And if that's the case, like, does she go into the world title? Probably. Like, how far do they go with this? Or does this become like a, like a Ruby Riot or Athena type scenario where like it's really hot for a second, but then like it just kind of like fades out, and then like they bring in someone new or like you know, I, I don't know yet. I, I guess kind of the verdict's out. I, I I I liked the promo last night, but I also understand like the fan base being kind of divided, and once again, the fear is like if you want. Soraya to be like this mega baby face for you. The fans are fans are gonna there are at least a percentage of the fan base is going to turn on her if they haven't already. Um if she comes off too much like um if it comes across too much like hey I'm from because she talked a whole lot about like her or, like leaving her old house and like this is her new house and all that stuff. If it comes across too much like she's a WWE superstar who's like who's kind of like pointing her nose out, you know what I mean? Like kind of looking down on AEW like like I'm a star and you guys aren't, that's going to come across wrong. And she's going to get booed um, way more than I think AEW wants. I, I think they started to turn against her a little bit, even at the end of this promo, like it was nice, yeah. like happy go lucky. Oh, cool. She's back. She's cleared. Great. And then like the more she started talking and everything, it definitely became like, wait a second. Why? Like this isn't a babyface promo here. Uh, I think, I think she mentioned it in an interview and I, I could, I could be wrong about this. I'd have to go back and just check my own articles. Um, she likes being a heel. She prefers being a heel and she wants to work heel. And 
I suspect that we will get a heel turn out of this relatively quickly. The I don't know if this is an issue, but like they're also seemingly turning Athena heel because mm-hmm. she's been beating the shit out of jobbers on or enhancement talent, sorry. Uh yeah. she's been beating the shit out of them on dark, which has been great. Like she's been showing the aggressive side and everything. They've really turned that into like, oh, look at her, just like taking liberties with the, mm-hmm. the the enhancement talent and everything they're they're doing that on dark i don't know when that gets brought up to television hopefully relatively soon i think athena deserves a bigger uh spotlight on her than just doing these matches on dark uh so like they're kind of turning her heel with this they, they've got tony who is great baby face jamie is a baby face or is a heel but the crowd wants to cheer her so at some point they might have to turn her baby face. Brick could come out of this being some type of baby face if the if it's some type of double turn at full gear. A lot of mixed and cross signals with the with the women's division right now. And they need to sort of reshuffle and get where everybody uh needs to be and get where everybody's sort of in line here. I said it uh, a few weeks ago with the MJF promo and the Regal promo. I'm cool with like shades of gray you think this person is right uh, or actual human element, actual human emotion when it comes to this. That's the point of MJF and Regal. I don't think that's the actual point of Soraya and Britt. I think they are trying to do a clear babyface heel divide. And based on the actual material, it's not quite working. And, And same with like Hater, who the crowd wants to cheer, but they're still... Obviously, making her uh, a heel. Thunder Rosa is going to come back uh, in 2023 at some point. Is is what the the hope is. I don't know if she's going to get cheered or booed. I think whatever the play is with her, you just go with that. If they cheer her because they're happy she's back, then cool. You try to ride that out. If they boo her because of all the stuff that has come out, then cool. You you play off of that. Um, but yeah, we. We will see when it comes to Soraya and Britt and if they do kind of do a double turn type scenario at, at full gear. I didn't have like a full issue with the promo. I thought maybe some of the stuff, it should have been more just about like her comeback. Like I didn't mind the, the stuff of like, I wrestled hurt. I got hit by a car. I wrestled in the Tokyo Dome, but I actually never did wrestle in the Tokyo Dome. I wrestled like all over the country and busted my ass. And now I'm cleared and I'm back. And like, you got to deal with me. Like you've been the face of this division, but you know what? I'm here. This is now my house. Like you could even put Brit over of like, you've done a great job, like carrying this and everything, but you know, it's time for new people to step up. It's time for, a, I guess a new guard. Even if you want to say Saray is an ex WWE person, whatever it might be, like you can put Brit over without diminishing her actual accomplishments in AEW of like you haven't actually accomplished anything you're not a real star I am I didn't think the material was all that great for what this moment should have been that's fair I'm with you I think a lot of people would agree with all that um they should and, I'm smart yeah well I, and I do too like I mean I think there's a lot of I think you make a lot of good points you know so we'll see we'll see where I I mean I think Soraya as a heel is good like I like the idea of that um but I also think that people want to cheer her because like she's like she's been out for so long. So, but yeah. but, I, but I know what you're saying. Like maybe you know sooner than later, uh, make that heel turn and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I mean AW's uh, women's division is definitely interesting right now. Um, and like I don't know what Thunder Rosa's timetable looks like to return 
She but, said, and this is this is her word. She said, "Hopeful January 2023." Hmm. So I would imagine she's out until at least then, and then from there, who knows? But that that was the latest update, and this was a, a few weeks ago. Okay, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see. And I'm looking forward to Serena versus uh versus Britt. I think it'll be a uh, they'll be a good match. There's gonna be a lot of heat there for for both of them. Uh, so should be good. I mean, people have been waiting for uh for her return to the ring for a long time. So we're finally getting it, and we got we got the tease last night too of, of her getting physical. So uh, Money Mark says people are gonna be mad when Hater loses. I think this is actually how you turn Hater babyface. Is I think Britt and Hater lose, and Britt is kind of just blaming Hater for for everything of like this downward spiral, her popularity and stuff. And then hater gets fed up and that's how you, you turn her. Cause yeah, I kind of think hater is losing as well, even though I'm not sure she should, but I think this leads to the, the eventual turn for, for hater. Yeah, Cause I would imagine, I would imagine Soraya wins her, her return match. I, me too. May, maybe she loses, but I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Jensen, your AEW spotlight, the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament that they hold every single year at this time is taking place. And in the first round, Ethan Page defeated Eddie Kingston to move on. Let's talk about it, Jensen. What would you make of the match? What you make of the result? I liked it, and I liked it. Um, I, uh, I, I think it's been a long time coming for Ethan Page to get some shine. He's been... And listen, I'm an Eddie Kingston fan, longtime Eddie fan. Like I, I love the dude, but for whatever reason, he's just. It, it feels like ever since the suspension, he's just kind of in a rut. Um, since being back on TV, it's his fault, huh? So that's not his fault. Well, no, I'm just saying, like on TV, like it just feels like Eddie's just kind of been like stagnant at the moment in AEW. Um, and I'm not just saying just from the fight. I mean, even you can even say it's like after the Jericho feud, pretty much. Like it feels like there's that. The Jericho feud with this barbed wire nonsense is that just completely neutered Eddie Kingston. And it was sad to see because he shouldn't have lost that match. And then, oh, he got his heat back by tossing Jericho into the well. I don't care. Eddie Kingston should have won that match and he should have gone on to do bigger and better things instead of essentially continuing the feud with Sammy Guevara. And then, yes, everything happened with Sammy. They still did this match, mind you. They still did Eddie and Sammy, and Eddie won, but then they fucked that up because he kept beating him up, and then it's like, oh, well, actually, he lost, and they tried to do, oh, now he's a head case who can't control his emotions, and then they've just not really put any depth to that story, even though there's a story there to tell. The booking of Eddie Kingston has been awful since that barbed wire match. Yeah, I would agree, Um, and you know Eddie and Ethan Page have like a long history together. And so like, it's cool to see that come over into AEW and them kind of acknowledging that on, on commentary and stuff too, which was, was cool. Um, I remember seeing those guys in like a shoot interview, like forever ago, talking about a whole bunch of stuff, like what, you know, years and years before AEW was, was ever even a, a concept. So it's cool to see those guys, you know, wrestling each other on national television. Um, and like I said, Ethan, it's been a long time coming. I, I've been saying for a while that, you know, especially when he was in the the whole uh, Scorpio Sky, Dan Lambert situation, I was like, he's getting pushed so far in the background and it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, 
listen, everyone can have their own personal opinions on who their favorite wrestlers are and what they prefer and all this stuff. Personally, during that, I was like, man, I take Ethan Page over Scorpio Sky. Like, I don't understand why, like, like it's Scorpio getting the TNT title run and not Ethan. If you had to choose one, that was just kind of how I felt about it. And I was happy for Scorpio. Like, he deserved he deserved the title and everything. He's worked hard since day one in AEW, but like, it just felt weird to me that it's like, okay, so Scorpio's getting the spotlight here. Ethan's just like a background guy. And like, he's even farther in the background because Dan Lambert's, you know, in front of him even. So it was just kind of like, he just got kind of buried in all of that. And it was weird to me um, coming out of T- or out of impact wrestling, you know, his team, the North with, with uh, Josh Alexander, when they split, the big talk was like, Ethan's going off to be a star. Hopefully Josh Alexander figures something out. Cause who knows what's going to happen to him, but he's super talented, but who knows? He went on to be like one of the best in the world right now, you know, on a fantastic run with the Impact World title, Josh Alexander. And Ethan just like, I, I feel like we've been, the Ethan fans have been waiting. And he's a guy who's so easy to get behind, like as a heel or a baby face, because if you know about him a little bit more, you like, you watch his YouTube channel and stuff. Like, he's a lifelong wrestling fan. He's an action figure collector. He's, he's just very, very relatable to a lot of wrestling fans in a lot of ways. He was a, he was like a chunky guy who like got ripped. You know what I mean? It's like an inspiring, like, you know, watching all the stuff he's, he's been doing. So, um, so to see him get the win over Kingston, I actually really liked, um, especially because he hit him with the, uh, like the super egos edge off the second rope, which is like, you know, so if, if you're going to put out a Kingston for the three count, like at least it was a, like a, a sweet move like that. And uh, honestly, I think Ethan Page might win this entire thing because MJF even said it in that interview with Hawani recently when Hawani asked him who are some like the most underrated people in AEW. The first name he brought up, he was like, they don't do enough with Ethan Page. Like that's like, you know, and I think this could even be MJF kind of getting in their ear and being like, Hey, if I'm about to be the world champion, like let's line up Ethan for me for a challenger. Like this guy, you know, we, we make, this would be really good. So I think this was the step, well, the first step and a big push for Ethan page. And I think it's well-deserved. The guy's great in the ring. He's charismatic. He's great on the microphone. Um, I think he checks all the boxes and he's somebody that they haven't really done anything with yet. And it's like, this was something different too. So um, I was, I was happy to see I, as much of an Eddie Kingston fan as I am. And I think they need to get Eddie back on track for sure. Cause he should be, he should be highlighted as a much bigger star. And last thing I'll say, MJF, he cut a really good promo again. Another one of those. And he mentioned us like a thousand times. I don't know if you caught that. We talked about the spotlight like over and over again. So Max, I appreciate you, man. You know, growing up, I had my Jewish hero of Bill Goldberg and, you know, you know, nowadays it's like, you're my guy. So um, I appreciate all the shout outs yesterday on the show. MJF, uh, you know, we invited CM Punk to come on our show. MJF, since you, you're clearly a fan of the spotlight and, you know, you feel your spotlight has been taken from you by various happenings in AEW throughout your career. Come on the actual spotlight. Yes. We will give you the spotlight that you deserve, that you want, that you need. And you can, you can, you can say whatever you want, MJF. Stop going to these barstool uh, shows. Come on our show. Uh, he tried to charge me for a, a interview one time at, mm. at Full Gear 2019. So a couple stories. Uh, this one. Tried to charge, I was like, hey, you want to do an interview? He's like, how much are you paying? <laughs> He's like, it costs. And I'm like, Oh, I, I write for Fightful. I was like, Sean Ross out doesn't pay anything. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, that makes sense. And then so we didn't do we didn't do an interview. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so yes, that's my interaction with with MJF. I have other interactions I won't get into. Uh, but I have uh, one interaction with MJF only, one and one only. It was at an indie show. It was uh, it was uh, I've talked about this company before on here. Um, it was Dojo Pro, and there was like there was literally no one around, no one to witness this at all. There was nobody. It was just me and him for a brief moment, like in this room. And I walked up to shake his hand. Nobody else sees this. So like, he's not even like, there's no reason to even be working. I go up to shake his hand. He leaves me hanging and told me to go fuck myself. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, and this is like before I was really doing anything with Fightful even really. This is just like me at like a show as a fan who had like a little podcast. And I was like, and I just seen him for the first time wrestling on this show. And I was like, this guy's incredible. He's going to be like a massive star. I'm going to shake this guy's hand. And nobody was around. And I was like, what an asshole. And then like, and then I've noticed he was doing it to other people, like throughout the rest of the, the taping. And I was like, oh, actually, this guy's a genius. He's like, yeah, like this guy's the only guy sticking to kayfabe. I actually really like this. Um, but uh, but no, that's my that's my only interaction with him was once again, like no one even saw it. So I was like, I couldn't believe he was still working me. But you know, good on him. Um yeah, MJF, come on. But, yeah, come on you know, show. Sean Sean Rossat does pay much better now than he did in 2019. So true. We'll we'll get we'll get the Jimmy Van checkbook out <laughs> and we'll we'll toss it to you. Come come on the spotlight. You can have the spotlight. Nobody will ruin this for you, MJF. Head honestly, come on over. Honestly, in all honesty, I, I, there's Jericho is, you know, my favorite wrestler ever. And Cody, I want to do like a like a full career retrospective with at some time, like when he wraps his career up. Like that's like my dream like project would be like from high school wrestling through the end of his career with Cody, like in like a like a sit down. Um, but outside of that, like MJF's like that's like my number one, like as far as like someone I would really, really, really be interested to talk to. So um so yeah, I would love that. I'd love to talk to Matt. He would just sit here and roast us the entire time, but like I'd 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 be I'd be here for it. Like he's he's active on Twitter. We can we can tweet MJF. Hold on. What if I tweet him right now? Just be like, hey, MJF, I'll break out the Jimmy Van checkbook. Yes. Tell him that me and you want to interview him very badly for Fightful. <laughs> uh the other the other story that I was gonna tell. So Ethan Page, I'm happy he's getting this this shot he deserves it he should have that the american top team stuff wasn't for me the dan lambert stuff wasn't for me ethan page can talk on his own having stokely's fine like they they have a history together they play off yep. of each other well and stokely's like really good dick riding without a license was fucking hilarious last night um so stokely it, it was great and ethan page is great i'm cool with ethan page winning i i'm with you i think that I, I didn't like that it come came at the expense of Eddie Kingston, who should be doing much better things. Uh, I think Ethan Page does win this tournament. It seems like it's setting up for a, an Ethan Page, Ricky Starks final. Um, that, that seems to be where the bracket yeah. is heading. I know people, including myself, of like, oh, Starks getting the, the match in Texas would be good. Like Dallas is in Austin, so there's there's a difference between there. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of people, I think uh, Cam, Seahawks said it mm-hmm. on Twitter of like, oh yeah, this is like when you know people try to claim like, well, the Young Bucks winning the title in Los Angeles uh, compared to you know San Francisco, it's like many many miles away. Uh, I think it's setting up for Page and Starks. The better story, like, kind of is Ethan Page because part of the firm turned on MJF. I think we, we both kind of assume MJF's winning that title at full gear. So yeah, the better story is Ethan Page winning it and that being his first challenger at, at Winter's Coming. Uh, 
being Ethan Page, MJF at Winter is Coming. So it seems like that's where they're going to go. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I, I think that all of that is is what's going on. I think that it is going to be Ricky versus Ethan. I don't think Ricky wins the whole thing. I do think we get Ricky versus MJF for the title at some point, though. But um, I think they're making a little – it would be a little too obvious if they went with Ricky based on kind of the story of him going into the tournament. And it makes a lot of sense with Ethan not only having the firm – for the story with MJF, but also having the firm to get his way through the tournament because in the next round, he's going to have to beat either Roosh or Bandito. I'm assuming it'll be Bandito. So like something's going to happen because I don't think he's just going to like beat Bandito clean, especially because I think AW is going to want to do something with Bandito and they're going to have him in a spot where if he loses to Ethan, his, his AW record, I think would be like one in two. So like, they're going to have to really like push him after that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I I think that Paige versus Starks would be great. I, I like the idea a lot. Um, and I think Paige winning the whole thing makes all the sense in the world. I, I want to see Ethan Page versus MJF for the, uh, the AEW World title. Uh, hey, thanks for subscribing, uh, Josh Chaprito. Thank um, you, Josh. Appreciate that. Uh, Kate Core says, I think it'd be Paige versus Archer. Possibly, here's my, my thing with Archer, is Full Gear is the 19th. And then he's got to do World Tag League on the 21st, which is early morning, like 21st. It's not like later in the afternoon. That's a very quick flight from uh, Full Gears in Newark to over to Japan. Not much time to rest and adjust and everything. I don't know if they're going to be able to, to make that turnaround quick enough uh, for, for Archer to go to the finals. That's why I suspect Archer is not making the finals is because that's just a quick turnaround of like, do the match, get on the flight, be in Japan, be ready to start doing World Tag League for that run. Usually you want to get there a day or two uh, early, but you know, maybe maybe it'll work out uh, to where they're, they're able to pull it off. That's my only reservation of thinking uh, Archer uh, would, would go to the finals for that is the, the scheduling. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And also, Archer's like hardly ever featured on AEW. It feels I know he was injured. He was injured until like pretty recent. He was, like, yeah. Um, the 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 choices for the tournament were kind of strange. Like Dante Martin hardly ever wins on TV. Brian Cage is like zero and two this year on TV or whatever. Like, um, it's it's a weird tournament in my opinion. But I I think we're gonna get good matches. And like I said, I think my my prediction at this point is Ethan Page to win the whole thing. Yeah, I I think that uh, Ethan Page is is going to win the whole thing as well. Um, all right, let's, let's move on to our other spotlight. Jensen, if I can find the little intro <laughs> thing here, it always gets lost. There it is. Our product is what it is. We are going straight up the middle. Straight up the middle is what the NWA is doing. They have mm. a show that I think is next week. It might be this week. No, it's, it's this I have it written down somewhere. I think they're not writing down. That's no, it's, I think it's this weekend because I did. I did. I did uh, predictions this past Sunday on the weekend or four. So it's got to be this. I think it's this upcoming Saturday. I think it is November twelfth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people don't actually know of this show because they haven't promoted the actual show. What they are promoting is Nick Aldis leaving and Billy Corgan working himself into a shoot work angle, brother, brother, and this is so Aldis. All this posts that like, hey, I'm leaving NWA when my contract expires at the end of the year. I'm out. Deuces. And he was supposed to post it only for like his subscribers to whatever platform you subscribe to Nick Aldis on. 
And apparently it went just full public. He deleted it by that point. You know, it was already out there. Uh, and that was that. And then it became a thing of, well, we're going to spend, so we're going to suspend Nick Aldis for his comments. And now he's not going to wrestle. And then Billy Corgan goes on busted open and he starts talking of like, oh, well, we were working an angle earlier this year, which we all kind of suspected when he got pulled from the main event and they inserted Tyrus and that whole nonsense that sucked. Uh, yeah. That was confirmed to be an angle. Then he's like, he's disparaging the NWA. He's burying the locker room. Now he's trying to work his own angle to get more money and all of this stuff. And uh, sure. Uh, and then Nick Aldis is going to do an interview with Sam Roberts that I believe is dropping. Um, I believe is dropping either today or tomorrow. It just said later in the week. So yeah, that's that's where we are at when it comes to Nick Aldis and the NWA. It seems like he's leaving unless this is all an angle. Billy Corgan seems adamant that Nick is working some sort of angle. I don't know, but Corgan is also adamant that he's not working an angle. Where are you at on this, Shenson? So this is just honestly, it's all just a bad look for the NWA, like regardless, you know, because it's like on one hand, okay, maybe you're working an angle, but you're still pulling. Like, let me pull this back a little bit. Okay, so like, the NWA is already having a really hard time creating any kind of buzz or getting people to watch their product. Like, that's just a fact, right? I'm not like, that's not me roasting or being yeah. like tribalistic towards any wrestling companies or whatever. Like, that's just a fact. The NWA, they're, 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 they've had some bad looks recently, especially with like kind of their comments on the Empower shows and, you know, women's wrestling drawing and all this stuff. So it's just one of those things where it's in Tyrus, that's a whole other topic in itself. So like, they have oh and by the way gags the gimp and 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 all these other stories that they're doing like it just i the nwa product just is not very good i i i i review it every weekend for fightful select so like i actually do keep up with this product more than most people do and i give it i give it the benefit of the doubt often like i think trevor murdoch is actually a pretty good world champion like for what that brand is and the options that they have I don't mind Trevor Murdoch as their champion. You know, there are things about that show that, that I do think they do pretty well. Um, they have some good talent there too. That gets really underutilized, like some younger talent that they could do more with. Um, my point though, is this, it's there, there is a part of the fan base that like really, really likes Nick Aldis. I see it on Twitter. Like even when there's nothing else going on in the NWA, there are still people out there that are like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not really into the NWA, but like, I respect Nick Aldis for what he did with that title. Like I'm going to tune in to watch Nick Aldis on this show. Why would you eliminate that fan base working like this? Like, you know what I mean? Like the little, the little good faith you have with the fans that are actually sticking around. A lot of them are there because they're, they're Nick Aldis fans and like they're fans of what they're seeing on the show. Like they're, you know what I mean? Like, why would you, why would you work a work? Why would you work an angle like this? I just don't think it makes any sense. Like if anything, they should be promoting heavily, like, Nick Aldis, our longtime former world champion, will be on NW, you know, will be on Hard Times 3 because, like, he's a staple of this company. If you like the NWA, come watch Nick Aldis. He's trying to get that title back, like, one day, you know, or whatever. You know, like, there, it just it doesn't make any sense that they'd work an angle like this because it gets you the wrong kind of publicity, I think. It confuses the fan base, and the fan base hardly exists to begin with. So, like, why mess with the fans even more who you're already having a hard time, like, retaining? So, and then on top of that, once again, it's like, okay, so all this, let's say, let's say all this is gone and you're an all this fan, like he's not there anymore. What do you have to look forward to for the future of the NWA right now? Like 
Matt Cardona might win the title back, but like we've kind of already been there, done that. And I think Cardona's gonna bounce the second something bigger comes around that makes more sense for him to do more often than 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 the NWA. And we're looking at a situation right now where at the last pay-per-view, Tyrus had a title shot. He's getting another title shot on this show. And who's to say it doesn't just keep happening until they finally just put the world title on him? And then what? Like, you know, I just feel like the NWA is making a lot of really bad moves. Billy Corgan's making bad moves uh, in the Aldis thing, whether it's a work or not. One of the last things that the NWA needs is Nick Aldis bailing. Like he, whether people like Nick Aldis or not, like, you know, I know a lot of people don't think he's like great and stuff. I think for what the brand is, I think he's, he, he works really well for the NWA. And he's one of the few people that you can count on to have like solid matches there on pay-per-view. And if he's not a part of the company anymore, just like, what are you doing? You know, I don't, and here's the thing, people move on, right? Like Nick Aldis isn't expected to be in the NWA's entire career, but to have a falling out like this, if it is a work or is a shoot, I don't know, but like, it's just, it's just weird. Like, and it's a bad look for Corgan there too, because like all this said, if, if, if Corgan's going to treat him like this of all people, imagine how he's treating people that don't have the level of status that he has being the, the longtime former world champion, pretty much the star of the company for the past like five years. So I don't know. I just think it's all a bad look for the NWA, whether it's a work or a shoot. I think it's a terrible look for the NWA. I don't think Corgan did himself any favors when he did this big interview with, with busted open of like, Oh, Nick's burying the locker room. He's burying the product. The only thing I saw from all this was just like, Hey, I'm leaving. That's it. And then he didn't give any more clarification. I'm sure people wanted clarification. Just go and just be like, you know what? Nick and I couldn't come to an agreement and he's leaving. That's his decision. We'll talk about it later. Whatever. Maybe I missed something with all this. I did see him, you know, quote tweet, uh, uh, the, the article of, Oh, this where he talks about NWA and power. Um, and he's like, Oh, this is a reason that I'm leaving. Uh, like I did see that. And this was before the busted open interview, but it was after the interview was announced. And he even hinted at like, yeah, Billy's probably going to say some shit on here. And it seemed like that was a, let me get ahead of this type deal. I also saw him tweet about stuff like Billy wanted to do some social distancing matches and some other weird ideas. I think they had two different ideas of what the product needed to be and wanted to be. I think Aldous wanted to stick very traditional NWA with maybe a little bit of a modern feel to it. And I think Corgan just, I don't know what Corgan wants to do. This man is booking Tyrus. All right. This man's putting Tyrus in the main event. I have no idea what Billy Corgan actually wants. The the straight up the middle NWA. I don't know what he actually wants from this, but it did seem like they just weren't on the same page with stuff. And Hey, it's probably better if all this just moves on at this point, he's done everything he needs to do. He, he was the champion for three decades already. It, It doesn't seem like he can go back to that. Well, anymore it's just it's probably time to just be done with with that and and move on that's fine if he's got a better offer elsewhere if he feels he can do more elsewhere then great let him let him do that i don't think it's a good look for anything anybody because you would ideally want to be talking about your pay-per-view nobody's talking about that if it's an angle i don't know what it accomplishes because then it's just okay well all this is basically back on top or all this is feuding with billy corgan and Billy Corgan ain't this great on-screen presence, all right? Like, 
people have tried to replicate, you know, the, the Vince McMahon authority angle. I mean, everybody's replicated it basically like WWE replicates it every single month for, for a while there. Billy court, you got to have guys who have an on-screen presence. Vince McMahon was a fantastic on-screen presence. Stephanie, great on-screen presence. Bischoff, Russo, like they had their corks and everything, but they had a presence on screen. Billy Corgan's already on screen as like NWA owner guy. He ain't this big charisma guy. He's dressing up in witch hats and stuff. Like there's just no presence there with Billy Corgan to make this work. So if that's what it's going to be, I don't think Corgan's the guy to like pull this off. And I would say the same thing. This is why I don't think Tony Khan wants us be on screen because Tony's like on screen. He just doesn't have that evil general manager vibe. Just, be uh yeah russo had an on-screen presence like it, it was bad it, it bad in the sense of like you hated this man but like he would yell the bro the accent like he had a presence to him like it might not have been for everybody and it might have been like go away presence but there was still a presence. like jeremy Before, isn't advocating that he should have won the wcw world title like, no, which, absolutely it, which, not. which did happen but like yeah, um but like but no i i know i know what you're saying for sure yeah yeah like corgan is just a guy who was just like okay the smashing pumpkins guy cool like there's just very mundane and dull there's just no charisma to him to try to pull this role off so yeah if it's a work it's terrible because he he's not the guy to 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 do it and i don't think that's the thing you should be doing with all this at this point anyway because it's just like all right cool nick aldis is at the top of the card i think all this should he has a he has a role in nwa i think he was very good for the nwa he did make that title mean something say what you will the rain went on too long and everything but he made that title mean something he was a traveling champion he he did defend it all over the world like what has trevor murdoch done with the title you don't hear about trevor murdoch taking bookings this is why cardona would probably be the best choice to to get the title because at least he'll take bookings and he'll he'll defend it around in, in different promotions and stuff I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go, but that that's probably their best bet. But like you said, Cardona, the second, like a better offer comes along. He he's, he's out of there because that, that company is just, they got nothing, man. We talked about it last week when we talked about the, the fight plus stuff of like, Hey, you're going to pay for fight plus that's $5 or you're going to pay for NWA. That's $5. Like you're not going to pay $10 for both of them. It's like, or well, why am I, gonna watch the nwa this product has like has no juice to it and their biggest juice right now is nick aldis leaving and the the empower stuff with corrigan i will say this i don't think he makes the worst points in the world of like we want tv ready people we want people who can carry the brand we want people who can carry a pay-per-view all that makes sense to me i get it you don't want to throw like inexperienced people out there just to be like we have women on our show like i get that but when you're throwing Tyrus in your main event or the product you're putting out is for the most part, not good, then your points don't hold as much weight. And by the sound of it, maybe I'm reading too much into this by the sound of it though, it sounds like there's a disagreement between Corgan and Nikki as far as what empower should be. And Nikki wants all women and Billy wants maybe some other variety in there because he said in the busted open interview of like empowerment just isn't about like empowering women. It's about empowering different people, different uh, communities and and stuff. So it sounds like there's just a disagreement there. Uh, I could be reading too much into this line, 
but that is what he said uh, in, in the interview. It's all bad, but NWA Hard Times is on Saturday if anybody wants to actually watch that show. Good luck to you. There you go. Jensen, MLW aired Battle Riot. They, they have the deal with Pro Wrestling TV. They're back. MLW Fusion is back. I might spend too much time on this, but I just want to call it out because they, they aired Battle Riot. The show took place in June, yeah. Steven Jensen. June. Vince McMahon was still in power in June. CM Punk was three months away from going scorched earth in June. Like he was technically still the champion because John Moxley hadn't won it yet. The Colorado Avalanche were not the 2022 Stanley Cup champions when this thing was filmed. The new season has started. This is not how you build a wrestling promotion in 2022 by airing a show that is five months old. It's just not how you do it. Court Bauer, who I like, who seems smart, talks about getting all these streaming deals and stuff and, oh, the world of MLW never sleeps. Can you get a deal that doesn't have you air the PWG deal? PWG has better friggin' timing putting out stuff than MLW right now. Go back to just putting these shows up on YouTube a week later or something. Like, you tape in bulk. If you want this brand to grow, and I don't think MLW is, like, all bad like they got some good talent mm-hmm. and stuff. I like Hammerstone. I like Fatu. You know they're they're bringing uh they're bringing guys back in. I think Leo's supposed to be there again. Um, man, just came back. Yeah, like it's not all bad, but man, when you're airing stuff from five months ago, I can't get invested in your company. Yeah, I couldn't remember where the, when this aired because I like so I I read the spoilers out when they happened on the weekender, and it was like a while ago. And I remember I was like reading the like the results this past week because it finally aired. So I was reading them again, but now that they were aired, they weren't spoilers. It was like the actual results. And I was going through and I was like, when was this? This was like at least a couple months ago. Like I remember reading this out, but it seemed like forever ago, but it was all the way back in June. I didn't realize it was that long ago. That's so insane. Um, Because it was so confusing to me trying to cover the NWA product is like, or sorry, the, the MLW product is like, so this show happened back in June. So I've known for a while that Fachu is next in line to wrestle Hammerstone. And they've had shows kind of like since then that have happened. And also, um, they they had um, Fightland happen, like has already happened, like in real time. So like their next show has already been taped. Like with that has like a whole, that all their spoilers for Fusion and stuff for upcoming weeks is already taped. Battle Slam just now aired. So like, when I'm, when I'm trying to follow the product, it's super confusing because I'm like, I remember reading the Fightland spoilers and being like, but Fatu is the number one contender. He won Battle Riot. Like, is it? And it's like, oh, wait, that hasn't even aired yet. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm like trying to figure out like, how confused has the fan base got to be about MLW right now? Um, but yeah, it's the same kind of thing. We talk about PWG also, but MLW, they really have no... I shouldn't say they have a no excuse, but they've been doing this for years and years, uh, regardless of which platform they've, they've been airing their products off of. For some reason, they just can't seem to do it live. Um, and by the time it happens, all the buzz is gone. I mean, here's a good example. Like, Killer Cross is in this match. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they have they have <laughs> Scarlet wrestling tonight. Like, they, they, right. they're like, oh, Scarlet back in the ring. It's like, great. She's been signed with WWE for like three months now. Like, cool. You're not going anywhere with this i get that like 
Court wants to hold out for this mythical big streaming deal that he thinks is going to take the company to like new heights or whatever. It ain't there. Like, if you don't have it by this point, you're probably not getting it. So at least get your product out there in a timely manner to where fans can keep up with it. There you go. What also worth mentioning uh, on uh, an NWA Hard Times 3, Davey Richards is defending the MLW um, middleweight or which championship is he? Yeah, now I'm getting confused. The, the National title? Middleweight the National Open, Open Championship. The National yeah. Openweight Championship. The, middle, yeah. the, the Middleweight Championship is what Myron Reed holds. Um, the Openweight Championship. He's defending, I'm pretty sure, against Colby Carino, I want to say. Yeah, Colby so Carino. that's kind of cool that they're getting an MLW match on the NWA pay per view. A little hey, at least door there. I mean, yeah, at, at least this is a, a thing that MLW is getting some pub out of it, though. The, I mean, look, it's an NWA show, but at least it's timely. At least it's timely. Has Davey Richards technically even won that title on MLW television? I have no idea. Yes. Uh, he won it at, well, he won it at the same tapings that they did Battle Riot back five months ago. So I don't know when it okay. actually aired. I don't know if it has aired. <laughs> right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Uh, all right, let's move on to our indie spotlight. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. Steven Jensen, I'm going to see, I believe, a Nick Gage match in Winston-Salem <laughs> when he takes on George fucking South. George South challenges Nick Gage. George South, mind you, is 60 years old. Yes. And he's like, you know what? Let me do this match against Nick Gage. Let me do a hardcore match against Nick Gage in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, WrestleCade weekend. And it's on Sunday. Usually I like try to leave on Saturday night because Sunday's not a whole lot's going on. Man, when I found out Nick Gage and George South was happening on Sunday, I was like, shit, I got to stick around. I got to stick around and watch a live Nick Gage match. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick around, watch Nick Gage and George South. I'm excited for this. I'm pumped. George South going to be bleeding buckets at 60. Nick Gage is going to be doing Nick Gage shit there. Cut pizza cutting people. Cass. Cass is going to be there. He's probably going to try to get me beat up by Nick Gage or something. All the times I bumped him on this show. A grand old tot. Excited for this. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. George South, like you said, 60 years old. I remember, like, last year he had, um, like, a death match with Colby Carino. He did a death match recently, like, like this past weekend with uh, Jimmy Lloyd. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wrestled Effie recently on GCW. He's um, still active. Bless him. Yeah. He's still active, but like, yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, and he's from North Carolina, isn't he? So like, oh yeah, he's, he's always at the, yeah, he's always at the WrestleCade shows, just hanging out, having a grand old time. So yeah, great. That's dope, man. You, that's cool. Have you ever, have you ever seen Nick Gage wrestle? Never. No, never seen Nick Gage wrestle live. So yeah, you'll have a blast. Like, that's why, like, I feel I have to stick around for Sundays. Like, yeah, I got to watch Nick Gage. Like I I have to can't, can't, because I don't know if there's going to be another opportunity to see Nick Gage live. So I'm there. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. It's kind of random that George South is getting a world title shot. At... Super random. It's super random. This match is happening. Well, I know, but especially <laughs> because like Effie, like just be George South and GCW, but like GCW, there's really no rhyme or reason. It's like, yeah. it's just, you know, put put together the, the fun matches the fans want to see. Right. It's just do cool shit. Whatever. In North Carolina, that makes all the sense in the world. Like he's, he's, he's the dude there. Yeah, so. I, I mean George South. Yeah, he lost the Effie. He lost the the ultra violent rules match to Jimmy Lloyd. Like he's been losing. He's gonna lose to Nick Gage. But sure. who cares? Just do the match. Have fun with it, and it'll be it'll be great. I'm excited. 
I mean, say Jonas Sire says, see you engage. No, thanks live. Hell no. Come on. I'm not a deathmatch guy. And I'll probably be very creeped out and like just cringe. Uh, like, Ooh, that ain't for me. But Nick Cage is just his presence and his vibe. Like I got to experience that one time, just him, him coming out and, you know, just giving the shout out to his motherfucking gang and shit. Like I got to I got to Hopefully Emil's there. Say what up to Emil. So it'll be fine. Jensen, your indie spotlight is Violence is Forever, Kevin Koo, Dominic Garini. It's the American Wolves, Eddie Edwards, Davey Richards. This was from Prestige Wrestling Roseland 4. It's available now on IWTV. People can go use the code Fight Talk. People can go check that out. Uh, this is a good match, and I love seeing the American Wolves in action. Like I'm really happy Davey's back, and like he's been killing it. And I know like he wants he wants like a big tag run with Eddie as well. And they've been doing some stuff on the independent scene. I think they want to like continue, uh, continue to do more. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I wanted to make this my, my indie spotlight this week. Cause I just want people to go watch the match. Um, I'm a big fan of bounces forever. I've been a fan of those guys for years. Oh, this is such bad timing. Cause I have to leave in like two minutes. Um, Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, bring it back on. I, I just have to like, I, I got, I got to wrap this up real quick. Um, watch Violence is Forever versus um, the American Wolves on uh, IWTV. Check it out. Um, Kevin Q is a guy who he's he's behind the scenes running Southern Underground Pro out of Nashville. Him and Greeny have been the best independent wrestling tag team in the world for years, in my opinion. And right now they're really, really, really putting it all together everywhere. And the American Wolves are one of the best tag teams in like the history of wrestling, in my opinion, especially independent wrestling. So check that out. Like That's a legitimate dream match for me. Show some love to Kevin Kuhn, Dominic Green. They've been traveling all over the world, different countries, all over the place. And uh, I want you to check that match out. So I wanted to make sure to give a shout out to Kuhn and Greeny versus the American Wolves, Prestige Wrestling, Roseland 4. Check it out on independentwrestling.tv. If Sean's still here, now you can bring him back in just because I, I, I wanted to make sure to get that in there before uh, before I had to leave. Sean's not here. I, I did message him uh, to tell him to come back on because I'm going to yes. ask him on air, get the checkbook out so we can get MJF. Uh, on him. the show please yeah. please get us mjf um so. but yes i do have to go check in for work um thank you very much for watching everybody enjoy the interview with phil Lindsay. it's a good one um we talked about a bunch of stuff um fun interview phil yes Lindsay. follow steven jensen at fight talk underscore on twitter go to iwtv use the code fight talk jensen appreciate it as always enjoy the shoot job have fun there I'll talk yes, Fightful Select we get our podcast every Sunday. FightfulSelect.com. Go subscribe. Only $5 a month. You get a lot of good content over there. So check it out. And I hope you guys have a great day. And Sean, I hope you come back on the show. I'd love to talk to you. He's but a coward. Unfortunately, I have to go work for the next nine hours um, and doing something that I don't really want to do. Um, Sean, but- Sean Russell is a coward. He's not going to come. There he oh, is. What? Hey, Sean. <laughs> Sean. Hey, Sean. man. Guys. Just wanted, just wanted to say what's up real quick. I, I got to literally go clock in for my real job here in a second. But, what uh, real job? Oh, dude, you know I'd be, I'd be on the phones nine hours a day helping people with. You should sell service. drugs instead. Hey, I. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, fellas, it's good to see y'all, and uh, you guys have a good, a uh, good Thursday. Yeah, you too. Right. Sean, how yeah. much you're Steven Jensen? How much money does an MJF interview cost? Because I know he charges. Can we open up the checkbook? He mentioned the spotlight like 15 times on his on his promo. 
last night. I feel it's yeah. only right that he comes on this show. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Um, <laughs> I can't get AEW talent in general. Like I can't. I just can't. I can't get that. I'm, I'm trying to get him approved for WrestleCade though. So we'll we'll see. Damn, y'all got this thing just sitting around here still. There's a bunch of stuff that I have no idea why it's on here. I'm deleting some of it. How about that? That's Good fine. God. Yeah, this I, I overbooked one. There, there's videos of Caden. Well, that's getting deleted right now. <laughs> a bunch of just nonsense. Don't. There's a bunch that say don't delete. Please don't delete them or Rob's going to yell at you. Who, Rob Wilkins? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to upset him. I like Rob. Yeah. Rob's actually good people. So what am I doing here? Why'd you ask me to come back? Oh, so see how much we could pay MJF to get on this show. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I tweeted at him. I assume he'll like respond to the tweet and bury you or bury me. So Oh, he'll call you poor if I put it on his radar for sure. Yeah, that's you should pay for the check mark, then he'll see it. (laughs) <laughs> that's true that's true I, i've told you the story where i uh at full gear 2019 where i asked him to do an interview and he's like well how much are you paying and i was like well sean rossap is cheap and doesn't pay anything so i didn't get the interview at full gear 2019 is that a legit story yeah that's a legit story never that's paid where him for a story for an interview. <laughs> that's where uh i was in the balcony i was like looking down at him and i took a photo he's like looking up at me like giving me a death stare and I'm like, don't tweet that. And I tweeted the photo. I was like, don't tag MJF. And you tagged MJF. <laughs> the thing that happened at full game. Oh, yeah. I do kind of remember that. My God. <laughs> or was 2018? What, 2018? It, no, 2018 AEW didn't exist. I, man, years are years just run together. And, if, here, okay. Here's the easy answer. It was 2019 because nothing happened in 2020. Yeah, that I was trying to think. I was like, it was before the pandemic, but then I was just um, bad. Yeah, because you went to you went to full gear that year, and you got a bunch of interviews. I didn't go there because I wasn't convinced we'd be able to get interviews, and I thought that all the the WCW people at that Starcast would be carny fucks (laughs) and try to charge me for interviews (laughs) instead of guys like Crowbar who look at you and they're like, "Yeah, you know, it's probably good if I get in front of like." 10,000 people on Fightful Select immediately. So, yeah. yeah. I did the, the greatest work of my career. I peaked when I asked everybody about Soul Train Jones. I've that never done anything, never done anything that good. Since. I remember I was like, how can I make sense of this? How can <laughs> I do something? And we, we, I ended up doing a little video. It's still up yeah. right now, guys. You all should check that out. Get the peak of my career. It's all been all downhill since then. I don't know why. Yeah, arguably, but I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say you're right yeah. there. I mean, I, I fully admit that, so that's fine. Jeff, what do you think the peak of my career has been? Probably yelling at me on Sunday. You seem to enjoy that. That was that's, fun. That was good. That was just this past Sunday. Damn, it feels like a lifetime ago. It does. It does. What was, what was the peak of your career? Hmm. Probably CM Punk uh, and Ace Steel fighting somebody because that got us over 11,000 <laughs> subscriptions. Now we're in the 8,000s. And like, I was bummed about it. Like, I was like, damn, that sucks. I'd love to be over 10,000 forever. But obviously, we ain't hurting. We're doing good. Writers are getting raises. That's nice. But uh, I need somebody to bite somebody else. <laughs> So at WrestleCade, I would say, do you think we could just like start some drama at WrestleCade? We'll like plant some rumors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would advise getting in somebody's face and yelling at them for being a bigot. But I mean, (laughs) there are people that will defend that too. Uh, But I think if we just beat up Caden, I mean, that's happening. 
Like that's that's gonna happen. What? Anyway. Do, okay, let's ask the audience. What double team move should we be doing to people at Wrestlecade? You say 3D. I say heart attack. Okay, that's yeah. a good one too. I think the heart attack is better. Uh, the the wife has chimed in and said the peak of your career was getting hit in the dick by Denise Salcedo. Well, that's not true whatsoever. <laughs> The was up. Kai says the was up. Oh no, I ain't headbutting nobody in the balls. Well, you know, maybe it'd be you because <laughs> no, you you, you the, just basically volunteered yourself. You do the psychosis leg drop. That's true. I'll do the psychosis leg drop uh, to people's balls. And like I've got a I got a pretty decent vertical leap, but with the was up headbutt, you're just kind of falling. So I don't want to. I just rather hold the legs. Yeah. yeah. I only go into one groin. I'm not going into anybody else's. Should we, I mean, maybe we could be the ones that bite people and then we could break all the news. We'll have a monopoly on all the news about biting people. Yeah. That seems like a winner to me. Double choke slam. I mean, listen, I don't trust these plebs to take bumps. I don't trust oh, them. The cravat super kick is good. I've been doing a lot of pump kicks. You, you, you're known for the cravat. So if you just yeah, like cravat them, cravat. I'll just like pump kick them right in the face. I feel like that's I was a good once, combo. Was once known for a good super kick too back back in my day. But I love a good cravat. I can pin people from a cravat. I can submit them from it. I can do a lot of stuff from it. It's a very versatile move. You can drop yeah. them into a cutter. You can leg sweep them like Lash Larue used to do back in the day. The Whiplash 2K he called it. Revolutionary that guy. Lash Larue was great. He was good. Very underrated. Very yeah. underrated. He uh does he, like he does caricature art, I think, now. Good for him. Yeah. Him yeah. and him and Bret Hart should have a rival company. Hey, I'm going to interview uh Sammy Callahan and Jessica Havoc today. Is, is Cal Oh that that'll be fun. And that Thank shows you. what next week? Next yeah, week yeah. So I gotta gotta rush those interviews out next week. I know people are like, rush for me. Yeah, that's rushing. Um <laughs> I mean, you guys are going to see stuff next October that I get at WrestleCade this month. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stretched Ivalice out until June from WrestleCade and during the pandemic. And fortunately, because I needed that, but I've got like 30 people on a list that I'm hoping to interview. WrestleCade will be fun. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to stand around, just hang out. You stay in at 420 High Street? Of course. Of course. I I'm think not, I'm staying... I'm, what? Oh, you upgrading? Yeah. We're yeah, broke yeah. bitches. You you you're way up here now. You got that contract, and you're like, ah, fuck you, pores. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Listen, my favorite wow. thing, like this will this will be Cher Delaware's first the first uh WrestleCade. Yeah, oh. she's coming. So she goes, Oh, where are you all staying? And I was like, the answer is always 420 High Street if it isn't 420 High Street. For those of you who don't know. 420 High Street is the actual address of a hotel that a lot of people stay at. And it's it's not great. It's not terrible. Like, I've, I've had much it's worse. Yeah. It's fine. But I never tell people, well, I just told people now, but I never tell people, like, what it is, where it is. But if you go there, you have to stay there the first time. Otherwise, you don't mean shit to me unless you've experienced this rite of passage. She goes, what is 420 High Street? And I said, it's a goddamn rite of passage. And then she messages me back three minutes later and she goes, Cass told me it's just that shithole you guys stay in. <laughs> you guys are too fancy now. Can't. Oh. Uh, 
Buddy, Very your sad. Ricky Morton situation was my favorite WrestleCade story of all time, though. I'm going to fight him this year. I think I'm going to just fight Ricky Morton. <laughs> that's going to be the job. I'm going to bite Ricky Morton at WrestleCade. That's Do you guys happen. know this story? Listen, I'm not Steven Jensen, but this is getting clipped and put on scraps right now. <laughs> this is what's happening. So last year I'm at WrestleCade. Uh, my wife went with me last year. Uh, she runs camera for me, does a lot of that. And Ricky Morton's walking right towards me. And I'm like, well, who is he after? Is he going to go talk to Eva Lee? She was next to me. What's going on? Like, why? He's he's Jesus in North Carolina. Yes. Like, legitimately, any of those toothless, gummy women that were there, he could say, you're mine, lady. And she's like, yeah. And most of the dudes, too. Like, he's, he's Jesus Christ in North Carolina, much less Winston-Salem. And he walks up to me, and he shakes my hand, and he goes, Brother, I'm begging you to read your messages on Twitter. I was like, what, me? Me? He's like, yeah, I've been messaging you like crazy. I opened up the message. He was trying to get tryouts for his son. Like, I ain't the guy. QT, Marshall's right across the room. What are you doing? So I do the polite thing, and I'm like, hey, Ricky, this is Jeremy. He writes all of our headlines and our articles. And he shook Jeremy's hand, and he goes, brother, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> True story. Just buried it a, me. It, it was an honor. It was an honor to get buried by Ricky Morton. Complete honor. I'm going to bite him this year, though, and you can write about that. Hell yeah. You, you should pitch yourself as uh, the new Rock and Roll Express member. Say, oh, forget your great. son. Forget Carrie. I'm here. I got dark hair. <laughs> it won't be the new Rock and Roll Express. It'll be the slightly used Rock and Roll Express, but whatever. One time only, Rock and Roll Express. You can do it. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. the, the the uh the thrift store, Rock and Roll Express. I go with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight uh Ricky Morton. I know Cass knows Ricky Morton as well. Cass knows everybody. Cass knows everybody. Um, listen to this Cass bullshit. Cassidy Haynes, listen, guys, he knows everybody, and it's a running joke that he knows everybody. But I posted a wedding picture from Jeremy's wedding, and a girl I've known for 15 years who uh, not a, not a negative thing. Hasn't left our small town, Maysville, where we grew up. Never left ever. She messages me and she's like, "Who's this guy with the long hair standing behind you?" And I was like, "This girl, I ain't never been anywhere but the beach. You know, you know those those family vacations to Myrtle Beach." And I was like, "It's Cassidy Haynes. You don't know him." And she's like, "Yeah, I do." His friend is my great aunt's long lost son, and I said. <laughs> what i was like i think you have him confused and she goes no 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 he's from north carolina and i was like you don't forget cassidy haynes exactly you know cassidy haynes and you don't forget cassidy haynes. this is like six years ago how do you remember him and i i mean this legitimately like she lives like 45 minutes an hour and like we'll always be like come up have dinner with us she's like ah oh, i can't my dog I gotta watch my dog. <laughs> like, damn. But she knows Cassidy. How in the hell does this happen? How does this happen? One Everyone? day I'll tell you guys the story about how me and Cass used to hate each other and we revealed our one of our sources to each other <laughs> and became friends forever after that. That was a good one. We used to cuss at each other in the DMs a lot just because he that. was friends with shitty people. Then he was like, eh, you know what? These guys are kind of cooler. Fuck them. <laughs> I love it. Cass is the best. He's, he's on the show last the week. Best. 
just telling stories how he was drinking in the ring with Sandman and shit. Listen, like, if you go somewhere with Cass, expect to come across an expended shell casing. It's gonna happen. <laughs> You're gonna come across a crime scene. That's the nature of it. So listen, if I go out, at least I know that I'm gonna go out at Wrestlecade and it's I'm gonna die there, and I'll have 30 interviews in the can. Uh, Jeremy knows where to find like 6,000 words of hidden away scoops that we can slow release. My family will be taken care of with the select money. We're all right. You're you're like, you're like all the rappers that got all this stuff. Yeah. Releasing stuff after they're dead. I finally put one out the other day, the Scarlet, uh, Damien Priest one. I wrote this story in 94. That's (laughs) what I felt. (laughs) It was a pre pandemic scoop. Was like I gotta release Fucking, it sometime. The the MLW of wrestling news just posting shit <laughs> yeah. from two years ago, acting like it's new. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Somebody somebody sent me a Q and A question. They said, "What's up with Scarlet working the Battle Riot show?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That was in a pre going off on Billy Batty world." <laughs> what are you talking about? I said I wrote this scoop a long, a long time, time ago, ago, a really long time ago. And Patreon makes my uh, messages skip. They uh, <laughs> leave leave words off all the time. They got to stop hitting the table. <laughs> all right, Sean. <sighs> thanks for thanks for coming on and just telling stories, pal. Uh, we're gonna yeah, run our course. interview with what Phil we do. Lindsay. We tell yes, that's what we do. Phil Lindsay was in the creator spotlight. He talks about how everyone hates him on Twitter. Do you hate Phil Lindsay? No, I love Phil Lindsay. He's great. I mean, did, did he cause me to be in the deepest depression of my life at one point? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's his fault. He led me to being depressed. A chain of events, a domino effect, because we had him on a show, certainly made me want to kill myself for a little bit. I don't know, but he's a great guy. <laughs> That's going to sound horrible. That's going to sound horrible for people. And, and I'm going to say people who don't know what we're talking about. Literally, like, no one knows what we're talking about. Outside Nobody. Of me. Well, maybe like, like 10 people now. Yeah. Like, I get it. That's partially I'm good now. Too, I'm good I, I, now. That's partially my fault. I suggested Phil. I was like, hey, what if we have Phil on this show? And then that was a bad idea. Uh, thanks, Phil. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate we love you, you. buddy. Uh, Phil Lindsay was on the creator spotlight. Everybody, and get that to go away. That's a nice shirt. What kind of what kind of shirt is that? Mine? Yeah, it's a thing called Fat Boy Fight. They hit me up on Instagram. They said pick out a few of our shirts, wear them every once in a while, and I liked them. I actually nice. liked them a lot. Uh, they I'm supporting more. our terrible baseball team. Oh, supporting. Yeah. Oh, not great. My God. All right, everybody. Hey, enjoy our interview with Phil Lindsay as we talk about his feature writing at Bleacher Report Complex, talk about Grapsody, and we talk about the hate for some reason he receives on Twitter. Welcome back, everyone, to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That's still Steven Jensen. And below us, a man you know here from Fightful.com. You can catch him every single Saturday, almost every single Saturday, except when WWE is accepting their, their money from the, the prints and the blood. Otherwise, every single Saturday at noon Eastern on Grapsody, it's Phil Lindsay and on Bleacher Report. Phil, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. 
we, we tried to I, I talked to will and reg last week and i thought grab should have been on peacock and the 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 other show should have just been just put that on youtube or something you guys shouldn't have been fucked that was bumped that was a travesty that you guys had to move days for that show absolute travesty yeah this is uh twice this year we've had to move for wwe because they decided hey we're gonna just throw a pay-per-view on a saturday afternoon terrible then you got yourself in trouble phil let's start with this usually i start with like how'd you get into wrestling media and stuff i'm gonna start with this quick backstory of i told you a long time ago do not do not get too many followers on twitter just don't do it it's it's nothing nothing good comes out of it and phil you do you do too good of work you do too good of work you got too many followers and now you just tweet simple things and you get yourself in trouble what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, Phil? Uh, it's amusing sometimes to me. Sometimes I tweet stuff that is clearly to pop me, pop myself. Um, I do that quite often. Um, <laughs> like, like sometimes I'll just post something like simply a GIF. Nobody knows what it's about. Nobody understands the context of it, but I do, and I'll laugh at it. Um, or I'll tweet like you know two sentences. One of the funniest things I've ever done that somebody got mad at, by the way, is um, for about. I want to say three days in a row, um, I was posting, we don't have to do this, guys. It was just, we don't have to do this, guys. That was the entirety of the tweet. It, it, there was no context to it, just we don't have to do this, guys. And I did it, I want to say three days in a row. And it took, it took that amount of days for somebody to finally see it and get mad at it. <laughs> so what did they say? Like, how, like what, were they, what were they mad about? Okay, so the context of this is... Uh, <laughs> what what started me doing it is i would get on and i would see people arguing about something wrestling related you know wrestling twitter and i'd be like i just would tweet we don't have to do this guys and so um the third day that i tweeted this on was the day that the swole stuff was happening and somebody took this to go we do have to do this and if you don't see anything wrong with what tony khan said i was just like that it was a funny (laughs) joke (laughs) you were just you were yeah you were just doing a, a morning thing of it was just, just a general we don't have to do this a general just, we don't have to do this it was just a bit and i and i think what <laughs> happens a lot is it's usually people that don't follow me or yeah. they don't really understand how i tweet and so they'll just see one tweet and they'll be just they'll just blow up at it just like the the recent fiasco of this <laughs> this weekend of uh yeah, that was a really weird tweet for people to find. There was no hashtag on it. There was no context to it or anything. It was just like, yeah, it's given overbooked. Three words. I told you, I told you that tweet popped me because it, I, when I read like it's giving overbooked, when I read like it's giving, I'm thinking like, oh, it, it's it gives it to you all the time. Like it's serving a look. A lot of RuPaul Drag Race uh over here in this household so like that's how i'm reading is like it's serving you overbooked you know fifeoverbook.com go over there subscribe like that's how i'm i'm reading it so like it popped me and then i saw all the like replies to it i was like why are they mad at this what is what is what is up with people yeah, this what, this what turned into on? this turned into will you please shut up all this cursing at me <laughs> AEW show Phil is 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 trashing a wwe show that at that point i hadn't watched all the way through by the way um which is it, it, which is a funny story in itself. I don't like really getting into the personal life stuff, but I was having a really tough day personally. Um, and so I just tweeted a joke and I, I, that's how I saw it was. It wasn't 
Like I had the pay-per-view on, I, I wasn't watching it with my full attention, but I was just looking at all this stuff, like all the spectacle, there's all this pyro going off, everybody that comes out that interferes has an entrance. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> this is like the most overblown, over extravagant thing ever. And not to say that in a bad way, it wasn't a criticism of the show or the match. I was like, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I just thought this was a pretty innocuous tweet. And that turned into, oh my God, will you please shut up? So. Here's the other thing with me that I've also realized. Um, Twitter is like the surface level of internet interaction. Underneath that is a network of group chats. Everybody is in a group chat. Everybody is in a Discord or something. And so there are discords of people that have their stance on whatever is going on on Twitter or they're in a group chat with other people that may or may not like certain people. And every time a tweet pops up that they see of this person, they put it in their group chat and they discuss it. Jump on this immediately and go, this guy's tweeting again. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's ride on this guy. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. This was a pretty... This is a pretty nothing burger tweet to to ride on me for, and I've I've seen worse things. I've I've tweeted dumber things than that. <laughs> I've learned. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I just think that people have this perception of me at this point. A because I tweet very positively about AEW. I I've made it no secret that I prefer AEW to WWE. That's not to say that WWE is bad. It has its moments when it's not good. And if it's not good, I will say it's not good. Uh, but I think people have just decided because, A, I work at Bleacher Report, and I've been very positive about AEW that um, I only trash WWE, which is also funny because I think if you follow me, you would know that's not true. But, I again, I think this is people that don't follow me. I've learned that there is a a deeper side of, of Twitter and everything kind of through your tweets. When I see people just like mad at you over your, your nothing tweets, uh, you know, I think they're nothing. Cause you very similar to me, very similar to Reg, we're just like popping ourselves on Twitter and just like laughing, like, ha, huh, take this however you want. But then I see like people get like legit mad at you and I see your responses to them. And I'm like, how are they finding this? What are they doing with this? And I think nothing of it. And I see it with Sean all the time too. It was like, why why are they going out of their way to search for this stuff and to find this stuff and respond to this stuff? I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. Yeah, I know you fairly well, uh, at least through these types of circles. And I read your tweets. I think they're funny. I'm like, who who's actually mad at this? But then I learned that, yes, like you said, there are group chats and like underbelly of Twitter who are, I don't know if this happened to, to me, to you, Jensen, to anybody listening to this. Your tweets are just being passed around in group chats like, oh, look at this idiot. And everybody's just actually mad at you. I, I, I have I have now collected a list of all the circles that do this. Um, <laughs> I will not I will not give these circles uh, attention on this uh, on this podcast, but I've now collected a list of the circles that do this. Some of them are just trolls, um, but no, it's, it's some people that just legitimately don't like me. And I get that. Look. You're not going to like everybody. I don't really care about that. I don't really care if people don't like me. I just don't like when people make up things that, that are just not true. 
Um, and people do that quite often with me. They just try and make up things that are just not true. Like with that, just to try and make up that I'm just bashing the pay-per-view. Listen, I don't care enough (laughs) about this Saudi (laughs) pay-per-view to make that a big deal. And I mean, even if I didn't like the pay-per-view, who cares? Who cares? (laughs) It just, it's not that big of a thing. I just, and the people that do it, funny enough, that are like, oh, well, you hate everything WWE. You can look at their tweets about AEW and they're worse. Um, (laughs) One of the guys, I kid you not, one of the guys that got mad at that tweet, um, if you go and look it up, um, their quote tweet to me was, you know, I can't say the word that they said on here that was (laughs) what I was called, um, but they told me to shut up. And right above that tweet, they said, uh, they retweeted a guy saying, Logan Paul is better than everybody on the AEW roster. And I was like, but my tweet was that bad that you had to tell me to shut up, but you retweeted that tweet above it. Come on, (laughs) sir. Come on. Come on. Like, I I know what this is about. This is you're a super WWE fan, and your circle is people that are super pro WWE and also people that don't like me because I appear to be super pro AEW. Well, the crazy thing is, like, and I've I've kind of learned to battle this way just personally. I, I I try to I try like the kill them with kindness approach the most that I the most that I can. But then after that, I just ignore people. Like that's just kind of my style. But the thing that a lot of those people I feel like just don't fully understand is we were all that WWE fan. Like we were we were we were these people. But then like something changed at some point, and like we we started liking other wrestling or whatever, and. We just our we might prioritize certain companies over others, maybe a little bit, but that's just personal preference. Every single wrestling fan is going to have wrestlers they like, wrestlers they don't like, better better booking decisions in their own minds than what they're seeing on television, or or trying to rub it in someone's face that they came. Oh, I knew that was going to happen, so I'm going to not shut up about. I told you all for months this was going to happen, and it happened. Like, but at the end of the day, like, it's amazing they get so mad over this kind of stuff because we like. I'll tell people like that all day. Listen, I love the WWE. I get it. Like I used to, you know, we all did, but it's okay to like other stuff too. And if you prefer AEW over WWE, you're allowed, you're allowed to, just like you're allowed to prefer WWE over AEW. It doesn't, you know, it's all, it's, it's all good at the end of the day. Like if you're a rest, wrestling fan, you get along with all other wrestling fans at the end of the day. Cause like we're wrestling fans, you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing that like it's as divided as it is when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that I'm also in a uh, precarious situation because, <laughs> I am, you know, considered media. And I think that people consider me a person that is trying to build narratives for one company and create narratives to knock down another company. Um, When that is just simply not true. I've made it very known. I say all the time, hey, don't support these companies. Support wrestlers you like. It doesn't matter where they're at. Support the wrestlers you like. Um, I don't know. But again, these are people that don't really listen to me regularly or really follow me they just look for tweets to dunk on that's it it's true and hey the perfect example of that i haven't been in the wwe for a long time i'm wearing a wwe branded cody rhodes hoodie because i support cody rhodes i'm a fan I'm a, you know it doesn't matter like i'm gonna support the dude you know just saying yeah. so just I, to your point like be, be a fan be a fan of these wrestlers and where they are where they're at if your favorite wwe wrestler leaves the wwe and they wind up on the indie circuit. Go support those independent com- companies and go go buy their T-shirt and support support the person. Yeah, I don't know. I just think people 
really need to chill out with certain things. But I also realized that certain people have made it a vendetta with me. And yeah. that's fine. I just don't, you know, know what that really does for you. <laughs> well, I think you're also going to get a lot of haters just in general because of how successful Rhapsody is and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there's just going to be a certain pocket of fans that are just going to disagree with everything you say because they think that they, 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 they should be you doing it in front of a lot of people and, ha- you know, having their opinions out there and stuff. So... There's also just like a level of success. I feel like people reach that like you're just bound to get a certain amount of haters no matter what. I have to be very political with my answer to that because <laughs> um, this isn't paywall, I, Phil. I know I know specific people that feel that way about me, and I know a specific person that has been hating on me for about three years, um, mm. like before Grapsity even existed. Um, it's weird. I don't know. It's weird. That's a long time to hold a very petty reason to, to dislike somebody. And like I always say, like, I, I think there can be a level of jealousy of like, oh, man, I wish I did that type of thing. Because uh, like, I'm not I'm not going to lie to anybody. Sometimes I, I feel that it's not even like I'm jealous this person did it. I'm just jealous of like, uh, I'll use a Will Smith reference. He, he did the song. I wish I made that. Like sometimes I'm jealous of like, man, that's really good. I wish I had thought of that. Like, that's really creative. I wish I had thought of that. Then it's just like, well, you have this platform to kind of do whatever you want. Just go out and kind of do this stuff. Like, you know, th- I get it. Some people may not have like big platform and stuff, but we've all got platform through Twitter anybody can get a YouTube and everything like there's work to be done. And if you just do good, consistent work, it just, a lot of times stuff just starts finding you Uh, and you got to knock on a few doors, but yeah, a lot of times stuff will just kind of start finding you. So it's not not necessarily like, Oh, I'm jealous. Like I deserve this opportunity. I deserve this opportunity, but yes, I will fully admit that I'm like, Oh man, that's really good. Like I wish I was smart enough to actually come up with that and do that. That's the type of jealousy I have towards people uh let's yeah. i'm gonna oh go ahead yeah there's there, look there's a lot of people making great content out here um i try not to you know judge anybody's content but i think sometimes people do things and i'm like oh how are they doing it or like people that are getting all of the big wwe interviews i have yet to get in that circle where i can make that connection and sometimes i'm just like man come do our podcast what's going on and but again yeah. that's not me <laughs> knocking anybody else that's getting those interviews um I just think that, you know, it just hasn't happened. And sometimes that has nothing to do with how good your work is or, you know, anything else. Sometimes it's just a matter of who you know. Oh, I can't stand Chris Mueller because he gets all the, all these big interviews <laughs> that I wish I got. Like, I just can't stand that guy. Let him know that next time at the Bleacher Report party that I assume you guys have, like, annually. Let Chris Mueller know that I can't stand him. Thank you. Chris, Chris uh, Mueller is actually instrumental to a lot of stuff that I've managed to do. I would not be a Bleacher Report without without his recommendation. Uh, I don't know if people know oh, this, but man. we we wouldn't have gotten a Jade interview for Grapsity without really? him giving her the 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 wink to go, hey, why don't you do my friend's podcast? That's how we got that interview. And funny enough, I know somebody that was mad at us about that interview and and assumed reasons why we got that interview that were just not true but Uh, see don't don't tell me chris mueller is still a nice guy he's legitimately like the nicest dude and i'm trying to get him to fight somebody or i'm trying to get somebody to fight him (laughs) you know how i am i'm trying to always pit people against each other which i realize is is terrible but chris mueller is the nicest dude i can't stand him No, he's great. Um, he's he's done me a lot of solids. Um, 
can't say enough good things about him. No, he's he's fantastic. Chris Chris is the best. Um, how did you get started overall in wrestling media, Phil? Um, we have to get all the way back into. I think that was 20, 2017, 2018. Um, yeah. How do I? This is another one I have to be diplomatic about. Why do I have so many enemies? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have so many enemies? enemies I want to know this. You are you're one of the nicest dudes that that I know through this. And like, why do you have so many enemies? I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would call myself nice though. <laughs> I have. Oh well, where... you're nice to me. That's all I really give a shit about. You know, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So 2018, I started writing at Diva Dirt. Um, I would say, probably other person that's instrumental in anything that I've had so far is Chris and Ashley because she gave me my first break. Um, and so from there, I wrote there for probably under a year. Help Chris and out with Bell to Bells. And, you know, then I got some other other things here and there. Um, stuff that I never thought I would get. Like, I mean, I started writing with uh, Daily DDT. I believe that was around 2010, 20. No, I'm sorry, not 2010. What am I talking about? Just 2019, I think. 2019, yep. Um, and it let, that led to a lot of stuff. That led to a lot of stuff that I didn't realize people read as much of my stuff from Daily DDT. And I got a lot of recommendations to do other things from there. Um, which is interesting because uh, you talk to people that are like, ah, don't write for little to nothing or don't write for free. Um, and I feel like some of those, some of the early stuff I was doing where I wasn't getting paid a ton, um, that led to me getting a lot of other work because people would read that stuff and go, hey, this is good. Why aren't you here? Or why? <laughs> I could just admit that some of it is just dumb luck, but I think that um, there was a point where I was writing a ton. Um, like at between Bell to Bells and Daily DDT, I was putting out a lot of content, and so I think it was just a matter of somebody saw it and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this?" Uh, that's how I got the complex article. That's how you know, because somebody was saw my stuff at Daily DDT and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this for us?" Um, and that was just kind of a one-off freelance thing. And the Bleach Report thing came kind of the same way. Uh, so, yeah, just a matter of just kind of grinding for a few years. Yeah, when well, that's, you know... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, I was just going to say, like, that's how I first sort of took notice of you. And I just saw that you, like, you just put in work on on those sites i just saw like every single day like every time i check it you were doing like 50 posts a day and like i as someone who just does news uh for a good chunk of my day i respect people that just have that work ethic and have that type of output i was like oh i i see phil he's out here just like working really hard and i think that's sort of how we we connected and i was like that when i talked to phil with the the double or nothing uh review a few years ago and yeah but that's how i first started noticing you is through those sites and just your overall work ethic and you're right is like yeah those the, a lot of that stuff you might not get paid a lot might not get paid anything but if you just like kind of continue to put in that work and you have the ability to do so it can lead to bigger opportunities i do want to talk about the complex article here in a second but uh go ahead jensen 
And I was just going to kind of echo that as well. Like we've talked about that on the show um, before too, with, uh, with some of our other guests about how important it is to be willing to, you know, do work for, for free or for less than what you think, just for the opportunities potentially when they, when they come up. Um, I know I wrote for daily DET for, for a little while as well. And that was the same kind of thing for me where you just, I had reference to stuff. If, if people said, Hey, you want to write, do you have anything you can show me? I have something I can show you. Same with a podcast, even if they're not getting paid or you you don't think that like a lot of people are listening. It was the same with me in the weekend or like four years ago, Sean needed some audio for Fightful Select. And he was like, Hey man, I've had you in mind. Like you just send me some audio of some of the stuff you've done. And I had some audio there, you know, and he was like, yeah, this works. You know, it's just like, it, but it's, you know, it's, it's being there and being prepared for when the opportunity comes up and the timing's right. And you're, you're ready to jump right in. And I want to hear about the, the Compice article as well. Um, and I want to also, of course, hear about how you linked up with, uh, with Will and Reg as well. Cause like, obviously what you guys are doing with Rhapsody, I think is, is pretty fantastic. So um, if you want to talk about the, the Compice article first, so I'd love to hear about that. Um, so the complex article came, uh, what years are all melding together. Um, I feel like they it, came... it, it's October or November, 2020. I, I have it pulled up. I don't know when oh. it came together, but that's when it got published. November, 2020, 2020. So, um, at that time I had, not left though the bells, but I kind of had my foot out the door because I was doing more than one thing. Um, that was the year I started at a at a Bleacher. I had also started doing the editing, and I had my own column at Sports Kita as well. Um, and so yeah, busy, busy, busy time. Um, that was also like right when the Wednesday Night War started, so I was also trying to cover two shows on the same night. It was a crazy time. Um, but um, yeah, I got a random uh, message out of the, out of nowhere from editor at Complex. And he was like, hey, we're doing this article with AEW on diversity. Would you be interested in writing this? And I was like, never heard of this guy. Who is this guy? Is this, is this a rib? What, what is this? <laughs> and so, you know, of course, I, I did my research and tried to, you know, learn as much about this guy and figure out like is this real and i was like yeah sure i'd be interested and then that turned into hey hop on this zoom call with me and i said okay hop on a zoom call and i'm just sitting there the whole time like what am i doing in here (laughs) (laughs) how do i get invited in here um yeah sometimes i still don't know what to make of that um but i understood after i talked to people about it how i got it because again it was just people that uh either saw my work somewhere else and thought yeah this is this is the guy that we would want to drive to voice for this um but it was a, it was a really good experience i'm um, just being able to um pick all of the people that we interviewed pick all of the all of the people that we chose to focus the article around um to talk to the guy that did the art for it and to tell him you know these are the people that should be in the cover art and have input in that it was cool i hadn't done anything um that big up to that point yet the the complex article i'll I'll make sure to have the link in the description but yeah that was one thing i remember you you tweeted about it and like just how excited you were because i know you talked to like scorpio sky and cheetah nala rose and the art for that was like really fantastic too and i make sure i put over uh benjamin mara who who did the art for that but that was like some really good cover art on the the graphics that they did the wrestlers um and like 
that I remember. So I knew you'd written articles and stuff, but this is like the first like big feature I remember you doing. And I was like, oh shit, this is really, really good. So I put that yeah. over. Yeah. The, the cool, the coolest <laughs> thing about that is the, um, again, they, they, I talked to the editor about everybody I wanted to talk to. And it was just basically like, Hey, let me shoot my shot and see if I can get this interview. Probably I'm not going to get it. And at the time, I don't know if people remember this. At the time, I tweeted something like, hey, AW, let me interview Hikaru Shida. Like, let me get this interview. <laughs> and so that was one of the names I threw on the list. And I was like, I'm not going to get that. And so at the very last minute, I feel like he came back to me with everybody else that uh, I could interview. I had already set up dates with everybody. And, and he was like, uh, I think we can get Shida for you. And I was like, nah. <laughs> 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 nah and he was like yeah i think we got this i said and that was one of those uh again i i was tweeting stuff a lot to pop myself and there were a lot of excited <laughs> tweets like a lot of gifs of just, just excited tweets of getting to interview her and nobody knew what i was talking about and i was like this is this is crazy like i and again i i brought up the tweet later to say like yeah i kind of manifested this i kind of put this in the air of, i want to interview Sheeta, and it actually happened um and weirdly enough, that's kind of like how Will took notice of me because Will was like, "How did you do this?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a great experience. But of course, as usual, that came with its negatives as well because that came with people that have uh, taken that article as me, whatever, working for AW or whatever they want to call it, shilling or whatever else. Um, no, I don't. I don't think some people realize how people make money as a freelance writer. Yeah. Um, and that's whatever. But again, that's just one of those things where for every good thing you do, there will be someone somewhere that tries to make it into a negative. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Talk to us about Grapsody and how all that came about. Uh, Grapsody came about in kind of steps. So, um, me and Will did the post show for, I think that was, was it Dublin? Nothing. Was it Revolution where they had the exploding barbed wire match? Yeah. Yeah. It was Revolution. We did the post show for Revolution and we had talked before that, but that was the first time we recorded anything. And that was back when he was still on RBR. Um, and afterwards, uh, we talked for a long time um, and it was just kind of like, um, I had all these kind of like, I don't want to say grievances, but just all of these things as being a, a, a black podcaster, um, which I could roughly call myself a podcaster at that time. I was a guest on a lot of podcasts, but I have my own podcast. Uh, but just all these grievances about being a black podcaster, um, being black in this media space. And there were a lot of things that he agreed with. There were a lot of things that we uh, found common ground on, whether that be, you know, certain complaints I had, you know, certain things being a Swerve fan and then finding out like he's related to Swerve and all these other things. And um, I was just like, yeah, uh, at the time, me and Reg, which we've been friends longer, me and Reg's friendship goes back years. Like, um, I guess I should also put that part in there before the Will stuff is that um, Reg is one of the few people that before before Bleacher, before anything, was sharing all of my articles. And I used to tell him all the time, like, it's cool. I, I appreciate you, man. And so, you know, 
I've always supported him. He's always supported me from a very early point. So we've been friends for a while. We and we, <laughs> we before our group chat existed with the three of us in it, uh, me, me and Reg would DM each other joking about stuff that we see on the timeline all the time. Um, and so we've always kind of had that rapport. Uh, and so when I talked to Will that night, I said, hey, sometimes me and Reg do do podcasts on his YouTube channel. You should come through. And he was like, yeah, I like that. And I said, okay. Uh, fast forward, he did uh, start doing a, a Saturday show. He's doing, thing, what is it, uh, wrestling with the weekend or whatever it's called. Um, and I was on the episode right after Last Dance. Um, people might not know this, but I bought my ticket to Last Dance from Will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, we we talked about uh we talked about the show and we did like a loose review of the show the day after last dance and um certain individual happened to pop up in our chat um that we thought was a joke at the time uh tony k and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's nah, just somebody with like a similar name um and so after that, we got a lot of attention for that episode. And then after that, he did the episode with, with Reg. And he was like, hey, this was a lot of fun. We should do this again. And Reg said, yeah, we should do it with Phil, though. And that was kind of the light bulb moment of, hey, we, we've, con we've constantly kept saying, like, we should do something together up to this point. And it's just kind of like, hey, let's do this then. Let's make this official. And so uh, he pitched it to me one afternoon. And I told him, I said, hey, that sounds great. I will not do this without Reg, though. And he said, all right, well, if, if Reg is in, let's do this. And so Reg ended up in. Uh, everything kind of happened fast after that. It was like he pitched it to Fightful. Um, that happened. Next thing I know, we had a logo. Um, and I think in the midst of us figuring out we had a logo, Reg had recorded what would become the theme song. Um, yeah, it just all kind of happened fast. I'm still sometimes... Um, humbled by how fast it happened, how fast our audience has grown. Uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of surreal for me. And you guys do just fantastic work. And I remember when I found out about it, I may have been one of the first to know because Sean clues me in on a lot of stuff. And he, like when the initial tease was kind of coming, I was like, what's this about? And Sean clued me in on everything. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I may have actually messaged you of like, oh, I know, I know what's going on here about what's to come. Um, but yeah, I was very excited for you guys. And then like, you guys have just killed it ever since. And it's, it's great to see, despite my beef with Reg, that he wouldn't follow me <laughs> for years that I've called him out on. And Will has talked to me about like him manifesting everything as well. It's a very cool story. It's a cool story how all of that came together. And now you guys are going to media scrums together making CM Punk cry, getting <laughs> shout outs from, from FTR and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a weird night. Um, that's in Chicago. Um, that's in Chicago um, for Forbidden Door. And uh, Will was sitting in, in the front one. I was sitting behind him. So um, when Cash was like, yeah, grab to you. you could see like me behind him. Like, wait, what? <laughs> 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 um yeah but uh look it's just really cool to make something cool with my friends um 
I could get into a lot of the cool things we've gotten to do together, a lot of success we've had, but I don't think that it would be the same if we weren't friends. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that a lot of the joy I get out of this is is getting up on Saturdays and and either goofing off or talking about wrestling with my friends. <laughs> Tell me about Paywall Phil because I've I've heard the stories. I've listened to the stories. I've heard the stories from other people, but from the man himself, who is Paywall Phil? I don't know anything about what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, I, I have told many people to stop encouraging this. (laughs) I, I think this just started because I saw something, um, and, Anybody, this is why I'm like, I don't know if I would call myself a nice person. I am very reactionary at, and I see, I see a lot of stuff. I see all at this point. I see way too much stuff that I don't need to see. And so um, I was like, yeah, I cannot tweet what I think about that. I cannot say what I think about that on Grapsy because people will feel a way about it. Um, and so the very first episode of Ask Grapsy. Um, somebody asked me a question and I was like, oh, 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 can we talk about that here? Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how this has started. And yeah, I, I've, I've definitely said things at times where I was like, ah, man, I probably shouldn't have said that because somebody's going to hear that and yeah, but oh, well, what can you do? Do you remember what that topic is that made you like that light bulb went off? And you're like, oh, wait a second. I can say that here. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, this is not paywall, Jensen. He's not. Oh, so I can't give it for okay. Yeah. Let's pay five dollars a month, everybody. Uh, I, I, month. I, I can tell you what it was, but I won't give everything that I said. Uh, it, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a period where people were doing the whole, oh well, you know, AEW and their representation, but those same people were also tweeting weird things like, you know. Triple H or Cody with a Kofi on their head. And I was like, what, what are we doing, man? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't really like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Sign up to Fightful Select. You get the Weekender with Jensen. And you get the Grab Soda Q&A every other week with Paywall Phil. That's reason enough to sign uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really think people should stop encouraging me to do this. Well, um, we... <laughs> We finished the we finished the episode one week, and I I said something that a lot of people probably won't understand what it's a reference to, uh, but immediately afterwards I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I will not promote it anymore then because I respect you and I like you, and I don't want to get you in any more trouble. I don't want heat with you either. It it doesn't matter at this point. I will get in trouble regardless. It is in my <laughs> bio on Twitter that I am a troublemaker. It's just, it's 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 now it's it's. You're a Phil from Chicago. I just feel like that just comes with the territory. <laughs> it's, it's Mando at this point that I do something that is gonna get under somebody's skin or something dumb that somebody is gonna repeat later. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's just going to happen. And I'm also the kind of person that I am very much in the moment (laughs) that I'll react in a moment without thinking about it. And I'll just go, dang, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But 
you from what i've seen you've stayed out of trouble like i Mm. I don't know. Maybe mm. okay. I mean, hey, again, you're nice to me, so I think you're a nice person. <laughs> yeah, most people that people think are nice is just based off of their dealings with them. They don't yeah. see other things that they do elsewhere. Oh, um, well, just okay. Well, don't do anything that makes me change my mind. So, like, <laughs> yeah, why? You know? Why? I don't. I don't have an issue with you. Why would I have an issue with you? Um, I don't know. I assume everybody dislikes me, so that, no, that's no. We, <laughs> No, no, we, 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 we have, we have shared, <laughs> we have shared bonded grievances on other things. So no. we have, we have, <laughs> who, who are some of your like dream interviews or maybe like a dream feature that, that you would like to write? Um, dream interviews. Uh, I mean, just because I think it would, uh, pop me tremendously. And I don't think that either of the other people in Grapsity would be nearly as excited about it as Seth Rollins, of course. I think yeah. that would be the funniest interview ever, just because I think people know that I'm a Rollins guy and they're both not. <laughs> I think it would be a hilarious interview. Okay, um, let's let, let me let's let's talk about this for a second. Because you are a Rollins guy and you are right about Seth Rollins, by the way. No one will tell you that you are right. You and my wife have just completely like all in on Seth Rollins from the very beginning. And now people are turning the corner on him. He's like the biggest baby face in WWE. Take your victory lap, Phil. You deserve this victory lap on Seth Rollins. No, I, I, I explained the character very on. It's a very, it's not that hard to understand what the character is. And people just, for whatever reason, don't like the guy, whether it's the Osprey stuff, whether he's a big company guy, they've just decided they don't like him. Um, I'll never forget, I was in the spaces at one point when I was doing tons of spaces, uh, had to, had to retire that for reasons. Um, <laughs> um, I was in the spaces and somebody was like, what is Seth Rollins character? And I sat and explained it and people essentially laughed me out of the room. Like that is not the character. Uh, I guess, I think my explanation was, is that, uh, Seth went away for briefly when Becky first got pregnant and he went through like a midlife crisis. He he's a guy that peaked very early in his in his WWE career. He's accomplished more than most people early, and he got to a point where he's older now. He's a dad, and he doesn't know what is his state in WWE. He just went through his first time as the guy, as probably the biggest babyface in the company, and it failed. It failed in dramatic fashion. And I think that left him like, where where do I go with this? Like, why do people hate me? And I think he was like, no, people don't hate me. I just have to give them what they want. They want me to turn heel, so I'm a heel now. Look, guys, I'm doing heelish stuff. Um, oh, you don't like that stuff? Don't people think it's cool when you dress dress nice and use words like drip? I'm using drip. Isn't this cool? Aren't my outlandish outfits cool? No, you still don't like me? Didn't you guys like that laugh I used to do as architect? I'll do that all the time. Don't you guys love me now? I'll wear the glove too. Love me. And it's like, oh, if that's not enough, I'll put freaking in my name again, just like that shirt you guys bought. Still don't love me? How about my theme song? You don't like my theme song? It's great. Um, and I, I, I explained that. And somebody was like, that's not it. I, I said, it is. That's pretty much the character. And so um, I remember like, maybe a good two weeks after that he did an interview 
and somebody asked him what the character was, and he basically gave my answer almost <laughs> word for word. And somebody <laughs> shared the article with me, and they were like, holy shit. And I was like, I told you guys. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> and so I've watched this thing grow and grow and grow. I've watched people. At, at one point, I said, "Man, as much for as much success as Roman is having, Rollins is having better matches than him. He's getting more over. No, Rollins is having a better year than him." And people were like, "You're wrong on this." And I said, "All right." And I've been watching people come along more and more. Like, man, Rollins is killing it. I was like, "I told you guys, <laughs> no." What uh, what what about Rollins makes you such a big fan of his? Like, is it the I know obviously the in ring you just mentioned. Obviously, he has great matches, but like, um, if, if, if for him to be like one one of if like not your favorites, you know, in the WWE, why why Seth Rollins for you? Uh, I think Rollins is having great matches, but I think for the first time in his career, I think he's putting it together with the character stuff. I think this is the first time I've seen him do great matches and also do, um stuff that isn't just surface level character stuff because i think that was the last thing he's really missing that makes sense and he, it is a he's a better promo than i think people give him credit for i agree i think he's a really 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 great all-around performer and i think he's really uh he's killing it right now i was i was kind of confused because i i'd been watching wwe so rarely you know the last couple of years but i've always watched the pay-per-views um, so I had only seen him like losing like over and over. And I was like, what's up with this? Like, he's so good. I didn't understand that. Like the Cody stuff, obviously I'm a big Cody guy, but I was like, this is still kind of weird. Like Rollins is like, he's just always losing. But then it seems like he's kind of turned that around recently. And the fans are like really, really behind him. So clearly it's whatever they've done has, has definitely worked. And, right. um, I'm, and it's good that it has, cause it, it, it would suck for a guy that talented to peak that early in his run if they didn't have a way of like rebounding him. You know what I mean? Uh, the other thing I appreciate about appreciate about him is uh, whether I agree with everything he says and does, he loves that company. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like he wants that company to succeed almost more than anybody. And I feel like he's been more selfless in trying to help that company succeed than most people on that roster. I said at one point that I think he's the best heel in the company because he's put more guys over and he's done more for other guys in that company to make them look like a bigger star. And I feel like he could very easily be like, no, I'm out for self. I want to be a top guy, but he hasn't. I feel like for the last year, he's done nothing but lose and help people get over. I will not say a bad word about Seth Rollins because what he attempted to do for me personally. So Seth Rollins will always be good in my book and on television i think the man is is fantastic absolutely fantastic uh yeah nothing. i i would love to see you interview seth rollins with will and and reg just sitting there salty just mad that they gotta listen to his laugh you and seth are cackling having a grand old time and they <laughs> they are just they're so mad about it that would be great would love that. yeah one my my real drink project is that i would love to get a translator and interview Joshi wrestlers. Cause I don't think that people interview Joshi wrestlers in the States as much as they should. Um, I mean, I, sh I see outlets that do it, but I don't see big outlets doing it as much as they should. Um, and so there are a lot of like stardom wrestlers that I would like, I would love to interview. Um, that's, I mean, essentially how, you know, the, the Sheeta dream interview came about. I mean, if, if I had to pick anybody else that's like, one of my favorite wrestlers, Oscar, and I'm like, "Come on, man, send send us Oscar, give us an Oscar." 
So if I were to ask, like, who are your favorite wrestlers in the world? Is it is it Rollins, Sheeta, and Oscar? Would those be like? Would that be your list? Uh, yeah, I'd say Okada's probably on there as well. Some uh, yeah, I mean, of course, like Brian. Like, who doesn't? Of like course, Brian is the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> the goat, good That's list, the goat, right there. All right, Phil, we'll get you out here on this last one. What is the coolest thing in your room? What is the coolest thing in yeah. my room? Uh, huh. You can't choose yourself. You got to choose something in the room. <laughs> I haven't had anybody choose themselves. I know. I know. I just thought of that actually. I was like, that would be kind of good. Yeah, I have a ton of I have a ton of junk that I have. It's not really junk. It's just a ton of stuff that I've collected over years that I have not hung up anywhere. Um. I have a copy of the Power Rangers the movie poster somewhere with almost the ooze one. No, just the original movie poster with like okay. all all six members on the front, and I think it's signed by at least four of them. I think I'm only missing two. That's dope. Big you Power have to find it right here. Yep. You have huh? to find it, Phil. No, I have it. I just haven't hung it up. Okay, where where's it at? You got to put it. You got to show it on camera. Everyone want to oh. see. It. I had to get up and, and get it. Yeah. Oh. And that's what everybody, everybody just leaves yeah, yeah. and gets up and they goes and get yeah. it. They go and get it. I, 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 I didn't know you wanted me to do like a whole show and tell. I just thought, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Describe Come on. it. Hold on. What's the product, Phil? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Everyone's always so thrown off by that. Yes. When, when Phil comes back, should, should I grab all my Power Rangers weapons and stuff? Like, for Phil oh, they probably pop. They, they talk about Power Rangers all the time on, on Grab City. I wish I could well. catch it more often. I'm always I'm always busy on Saturdays, usually around the time, but I, I see the clips. Here we go. There, I know Will's a big uh, Power Rangers fan. That's there awesome. Well. There, there we go. That. Yeah, that movie ruled. Yeah, got yeah. Tommy there. Got Aisha. Uh, Billy. And Jason David Frank. Okay, who's your and favorite Ranger. Power Ranger? And Rocky, yep. Who's my favorite Power Ranger? Uh, yeah, uh, Green Ranger. Yeah, oh, Green Ranger. See, these are all the right answers. I love this. <laughs> See, we could we could do an entire. I could have done an entire interview of just Power Rangers with you, man. I love that kind of stuff. We will have to do the spotlight and grab City Power Ranger crossover episode one <laughs> one week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure I have uh, other stuff, but just as a Power Rangers fan as a kid, and like just to have the movie poster, and yeah, like that at the rules. time, the the movie was super cool, and being completely freaked out by Ivan News um, yep. in, in clown form that still disturbs me <laughs> to this day. It's one, it's one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. I just don't like clowns like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we appreciate you joining us, man. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find my writing at uh. Bleacher Report, uh, sometimes Daily DDT as well. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is, is above. Uh, you don't want to follow me, you don't have to. Though. You don't want to see me in these Twitter streets uh, with people attempting to drag me, <laughs> attempting to start fights with me. You don't have to. You can love me from afar. I understand. If you, <laughs> follow, if you follow Phil, don't yell at him. Don't be, don't be mean to him. Just... Enjoy his tweets. Enjoy that he's having a good time on Twitter. Don't don't be mean to Phil. 
All right, everybody. Yeah. You can also always watch Grab City, youtube.com slash Fightful every Saturday at noon Eastern. Phil, Will, and Reg. Phil, again, we appreciate it, buddy. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the rest of your day. Guys, we'll be right back here on the Spotlight. That was the great, the great Phil Lindsay. We appreciate him joining the Creator Spotlight this week. Again, go, go check him out. Grab City every Saturday at noon here, right here on this channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Go follow him. Don't be mean to Phil. All right. Don't be mean to Phil Lindsay. Kai, uh, I believe that you are on in on Rollins as well. Totally believe it. Thanks, Kai. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, also, Biteful Select. That's a great name. And Graham says, Sean and Phil on a Thursday. Hell yeah. Yes. What a, You can't get that anywhere else but here on the spotlight. Guys, we appreciate the support. Appreciate the love. Uh, let's see. What do we got a bunch of stuff to plug with. Day after Dynamite today, 3 o'clock Eastern. Will Washington with a guest. I'm sure I'll be doing my my usual run-in on that show, causing chaos, causing havoc out there on Day After Dynamite. And that's 3 o'clock Eastern right here on this channel. Check that out as Will reviews last night's episode of Dynamite. Uh, head over to Fightful Overbooked, fightfulloverbooked.com. New content going up there. Uh, new episode of The Gauntlet is up right now. Just went live, I believe. Hopefully, as long as I scheduled it correctly, it's up live. Uh, I was joined by Adrian Hernandez of The Bet in Las Vegas. He does a lot of great wrestling interviews. Uh, and we talked about Brock Lesnar matches. Brock Lesnar, specifically Brock Lesnar matches since his 2012 return uh, when he kicked John Cena's stupid hat in one of the greatest moments in wrestling history. So we talked about Brock Lesnar matches over the past 10 years. Great chat with Adrian. Very knowledgeable guy. Uh, just reliving a lot of the, those fun matches and talking about Brock is like an all-time guy. So go check that out. Same episode of The Gauntlet. Got a bunch of other stuff on FightfulOverbook.com. Uh, New Japan podcast was up as well. That went up yesterday. Um, what else has happened? Tim and Joel show, Tag Talk. Go support Tag Talk before they're taken away from me called up to the main roster just poor i'm gonna have to start booking some ladder matches like like my gosh Shawn michaels because all, all my talent is getting taken all my talent's getting taken and called up to the main roster uh so go check out the the latest episode of tag talk five flower book new shows daily over there working on some even more new content for that site working on some fun stuff i'm hoping to put out some some good stuff at the the end of uh the end of the year since everything else i do is terrible and has been terrible since the soul train shows two years ago two years ago three 2019 three years ago cheese where's time gone everybody where's time gone guys thanks for joining us i'm gonna stop rambling here subscribe to fifo select go to fifo.com don't follow me on twitter follow phil on twitter don't be mean to phil on twitter Follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Love y'all. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.